Well, we just welcome you to Boomerang, a house of love and prayer, living in abundance, winning souls, and making disciples for Jesus. Glory to God. That's who we are, and it is going to be an awesome night. It's our final night uh, with Richard and Rhonda Moore, and what a blessing this week has been. How many people have been blessed this week? Amen. I'm telling you, it's been strong, and it has been powerful. Uh, just special. It's been special. It's been powerful. And I'm telling you, you're in for a treat tonight because it's just, it's kind of like one of those things where like, you know, it's coming. Uh, it's kind of like Christmas as a kid. Like, it's going to be good, y'all. You know, right? <laughs> it's going to be good. Amen. And uh, we're just going to see the love of God poured out. We're going to experience his freedom and his love and his mercy. We're going to experience promotion in him tonight. Uh, we're going to experience the joy of the Lord. Uh, is anybody, anybody ever like, I just wish I could laugh some more. Like, I'd really like it. I just, I'd really like it if life would just like dish me out some laughter, right? You know, not necessarily because something's funny. Just, I wish I could laugh, you know? Well, you can. And as we become like children to the Lord, uh, it was funny in prayer yesterday, uh, Miss Rhonda was picking on me because we were praying in the Spirit, and I just saw the Lord just kind of goochie, goochie, gooing His people. And Miss Rhonda liked that, and I got tickled over that. But you know, that's the way the Lord really is. It isn't a dad, like I just, you know... Like, I'll chase my kids down through the house, you know, like, like come here, and uh, all the and just, you know, tackle them so I can tickle them and love on them, you know. Why? Because I love them that much, you know. It's just, but our father's like that too. He just, he wants to just uh, be a blessing to our lives. And, and maybe you didn't have the best childhood. Maybe you didn't have the most godly family. Maybe you didn't have joy in your house. But I'm telling you, uh, the house of the Lord is like that. And so listen, I'm, I feel pretty confident after over 8,000 meetings uh, that Richard and Rhonda, you're not going to scare him with your amen. You're not going to intimidate him with your hallelujah. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to intimidate him by the joy of the Lord hitting you. And so just feel free tonight. Just feel free. Matter of fact, if, if it hits you and, and all of a sudden you just feel like taking off and running, then run, you know. Uh, now, some of you may not be used to that. That might be like, I don't know, close to heresy in your mind. But listen, uh, when, the, when the anointing came on Elijah, he ran in front of those chariots because the anointing came on him. There's something about that. There's something about the joy of the Lord. How many people... Let me just ask you this. How many people really feel like you've seen all there is to God? <laughs> That's kind of a silly question. If God really is real, and if he really is alive, then we probably have not seen everything there is with him, right? There's more to him. There's a power. There's a depth. There's a height to who he is. And we probably have not seen everything that he is. Well, that means that we're probably going to run across some things that confuse our logical earthly brain, but yet it still is the Lord. And that's okay. Actually, that's kind of why you're here at church, is to grow in the things that you don't know, right? A lot of people, it's like, have you ever been in church before and uh, somebody, 
like they get upset because they disagree with somebody or they disagree with the pastor or whatever. Have you ever seen that? Anybody ever seen that before? So what you're telling me is that somebody got mad because they felt like they knew everything. I'll just leave that right there. They got mad because they felt like they knew everything. Well, what in the world are you in church for? Obviously, you need to be teaching or pastoring or something. Why would you go to church and have a pastor if you knew everything? That's kind of the point of it. My, my whole point in that is not to get on to anybody, but to open up our thinking. Open up our minds to say, you know what, if God really is that big... He probably goes beyond what I'm comfortable with. He probably goes beyond what I've seen before. And if he doesn't, then is he as big as what we talk about? And the answer would be no. So tonight, as the Lord moves, and he probably crosses over some of the things that you know, uh, understand this, that the things that he's bringing to the table, we need. But when he brings it to the table, our job is not to fight a loving God. But to say, Lord, man, if this is you, I'll have every bit that's you. If it's not you, then tell me. You know? But if it's you, and be open to that, if it's you, I want every bit of it. Amen? And so, uh, Richard and Rhonda, we just love you and we appreciate you. The power of God is going to move tonight, and I am excited to see it. Uh, we've been building up to this night, and it's going to be good. And so, without any further ado, you ready? All right, let's do it. <laughs> Love you. Welcome. Amen. Amen. Now, he, the Lord is really, really good. Amen. Yes. How good is he? He's so good that you don't really understand how good he is. He's so good that he's been good to you all the days of his life. Yes. All the days of your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I already starting early, man. <laughs> but he's a good God, amen. We should never, we should never, we should never bring, you know, our mistakes down to the level of his, you know. And that's what happens oftentimes. People, people make mistakes and they bring God's goodness down to the level of their mistake. But his goodness is greater than your mistakes, amen. Because yeah. his his goodness has no end, has no beginning, and has no end. And everything that's everything that comes from the Father is is endless. His goodness, His mercy, it's all endless. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. He's a good God. Yeah. Amen? Amen. No, he is a good God. Amen. You know how I know that you, that you really don't have a revelation of how good He is and how good He's been to you? Because if you really understood how good He's been to you, you wouldn't even be sitting still right now. You'd be running around this house. Because yeah. He's been good to us. Amen? Amen. Because He is a good God. Yeah. Amen? You know He can't be anything but good? Yeah. You know, he can't be anything but good. The Bible, that's why the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is what? Good. He's good. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, the Bible says that, that, that goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Amen. Amen. That's why you need to wake up every morning and, 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 and thank the Father and worship the Father. Then address the two angels that's in your room, one called goodness and one called mercy. Because everywhere you go, they follow you. Amen. That's why, that's why, how can you have a bad day? Goodness and mercy follows you all the days of your life. Yeah, that's right. No, no, no. Goodness and mercy follows you all the days of your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Now, goodness and mercy follows you all the days of your life. Yeah. 
And it's time, you know, it's time as we said at the very beginning, it's time. And it's one of the things, you know, we, we pressing in into and, and pressing in for, you know. And I, I heard the Lord, you know, to say, come after me. You know, we have to come after the Lord. We have to come after Him. With everything on the inside of us, we have to come after Him. Amen? Yes. Listen, if you're not coming after Him 100%, then there's some other things that's important. Amen. And He must be the most important. Amen? Yes. But God wants us to come after Him. God wants us to seek Him. God wants us to draw not to Him. And that's what's been happening these last four days. And Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and here tonight. And, you know, and we're not done. I, listen, yeah. we, man, it's, we're just starting. I mean... Glory to God. I promise you, we're going to have some better, we're going to have a better time tonight than they're having at whatever, 2J's bar down the street or whatever. <laughs> I just made that up. I don't know if there's a 2J's, but <laughs> the devil's den down the road, you know. Amen, but the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful for your goodness. We're so thankful that for your word. Lord, we're so thankful that your word has gone forth and it will never return void. Lord, we thank you that your, that your word is as a hammer and it's been crushing the walls that, and the bondages that have and the mindset that so many people and so many of your people who are washed in your blood have, have become subject to and it's robbed them in their life. And I thank you, Lord, that your word, is, that the entrance of your word brings light and, and there's a greater understanding of you, Lord, coming forth because your words become alive and your precious Holy Spirit's been walking up and down each aisle every night touching those that are hungry and those that are thirsty. And Lord, we thank you for tonight. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do tonight. Lord, we thank you in advance for what you're going to do tonight. Lord, have your way in this house. Let your glory fill this house. Let the fire of heaven fall in this house. Let the wind of the Holy Ghost blow in this house. Let that river, that river that gives life. Lord, you said whoever gets in the river will live. Lord, I thank you that tonight there, there, there's no bank watchers tonight. Lord, there's no bank watchers, but there's everybody in this house. Lord, they're swimmers. Lord, let everybody drown tonight. Lord, we give you all the glory and we give you all the honor. And we thank you for your goodness and we thank you for your mercy. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't the Lord good? Yeah. Hallelujah. The Lord, the Lord is so good. Praise the Lord. And tonight I just want to, I'm going to do a few things tonight. How many, how many, how many of you mind if I do a few things? Come on. Come on. How many, how many, how many of you mind? No, but you don't mind, do you? Hallelujah. Say, I don't mind, preacher. I don't mind. You can stay all night. I might not be here all night, but you can stay all night. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you to go with me to the book of 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. We've received the offering tonight. We'll do it first tonight. Hallelujah. But in 2 Kings, and the, this has been, it's been going over in my heart ever since the last couple of days. Pastor, Pastor, Pastor I actually just mentioned, mentioned it yesterday in prayer. <clears throat> But in 2 Kings chapter 4, hallelujah, it's page 576, <laughs> hallelujah. And as you turn there, let me just say to you, you know, I've never, you know, I've never, I, I think I've done it one time since we, we've been here. You know, we do have some product out at the back. You know, we have, we have, um, actually we're, we're carrying uh, Pastor Rodney's book. It's an incredible book. And uh, if you haven't gotten it, I, I encourage you to go get it. It will, it will, it will. It will dot the I's and cross the T's for you. I mean, it, it'll make some things 
you know, clear because there's a lot of things happening and, you know, people, people you know, I, I find that most Americans, especially when it comes to the political stuff, I find that most Americans, they, they bury their head in the sand and, you know, act like nothing's wrong, like everything's just happening for a purpose. And it is happening for a reason. And they just drink the Kool-Aid and they thank you that, you know, whatever. I don't even want to get into it tonight, but a lot of what you see is not what is real. There's, there's, a, there's a reason and there's a motive behind it. And, you know, the thing that gets me, you know, Christians especially. And you know what? And, 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 and the world wants the church to shut up when it comes to politics. Yeah. But we shouldn't. Because as Christians, we should infiltrate every area of society. Yeah. You know, why is, it that, why is it that we let the world control the business world? Let the, the world control the financial world. Let the world control the entertainment world. Let the world control the music world. No, we, we are the church. We are the ones that should be in control of it all, not the world. Because it doesn't belong to them. It, it belongs to my father. Amen? Come on, it doesn't belong to them. It belongs to my father. And you know what? In the church for centuries, the church has been told to shut up and stay out. And you know what? And, and, and they've listened. And, and, and it's amazing to me how Christians, you know, they... they Listen, we understand the Word of God is our God. Everything. The Word of God is our God. And everything that we do, the Word of God is our God. We vote according to the Word of God. Yeah. Amen? Amen. We, no, we vote according to the Amen. Word of God. Amen. No, no, we vote according Amen. to the Word of God. Amen. Amen? No, we vote according to the Word of God. Yes. Amen? And you know, we listen, but you know, listen, I've walked the halls of Congress and I've walked the halls of Senate. You know what senators and congressmen have said to me? Why don't Christians ever come? They get bombarded with wickedness. They get bombarded with, 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 with groups and interest groups and, and, and certain folks that, that, that hate God, despise God, despise righteousness. And they get bombarded with them, but the church is nowhere. The church don't even, the church don't even come. Why? Because the church is asleep. Yeah. And that's how wickedness prevails. Wickedness will always prevail when righteous people do nothing. Yeah. When righteous people keep their mouth shut. And it's time that we open our mouth and open it wide and we shout it from the mountaintops and let everybody hear it. Amen? Yeah. amen. No, amen. You need to call your congressman. You need to call your senator and, 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 and tell them the truth and tell them what, how you feel and, t and t talk to them. Go visit them. But it's amazing. You, know, you begin to talk like this in the church and they're like, oh, just, just let's move on. Let's get to this other stuff. None of this better happen today. Yet, then they wonder why things happen in the world because you let it, church. Yeah. Because the church let it. Yeah. No, no, the church let it because we have the power to stop it. Well, well, if the Lord, the, you know, the Lord, he's in control, he'll just do it. But that's what people, see, that's where people miss it. They don't understand that we are the body of Christ. Yeah. And God has given us authority and he's given us power. And he has called you and I to rule and he's called us to reign. Yeah. And he's called, us to, he's called us to stop things. And we have the power to stop it. Do you realize that you have the power to drive back darkness? Yeah. 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 Well, I'm just one person. Well, guess what? One person got prayer out of schools. One demon-possessed woman got prayer out of schools. Yep. One woman has caused there to be the slaughter and murder of millions upon millions upon millions of babies. Yep. Yep. One woman. Yep. 
See, all it takes is, you know what? Listen to me. All it takes is 12 people to turn the world upside down. Yeah. And you don't have to be, you don't, you just, and, and you know what, and you don't, you don't have to have a doctor's degree. You don't, you don't, you don't have, you don't have to be uh, worldly college educated. You just got, you just got to know who your father is, be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire and be bold. Yeah. Yeah. And know that you've got a name that's above every name. See, listen, the world don't know who you are, but I promise you, everywhere you go, you can take a big name with you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Amen. And it's the name of Jesus. Yeah. And at the very mention of that name, demons bow. Yeah. The name of Jesus. At the very mention of that name, sickness and disease bows its knee. And at the very mention of that name, poverty has to bow its knee. Come on, at the very mention of that name, death has to bow its knee. Oh, there's a name that's given to us. Oh, there's a name that's been given to us. And it's the glorified name. It's the name of our Lord. It's the name of Jesus. I mean, you just, Jesus, you just mentioned that name, Jesus. I mean, the atmosphere even begins to change. Jesus. Jesus. Amen? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, but the church, you know, the church, the, church, the, the problem with the church is that they, they stay comfortable. And if you're comfortable, you'll never advance. Actually, you, you, you retreat when you're comfortable. That's why you got to always stay hungry. No, that's why you always got to stay hungry. No, that's why you always got to stay hungry. Because the moment you get satisfied is the moment you get cut off. The moment you get satisfied is the moment that you stop pressing through. And then you stop pressing in. The moment, the moment that you get satisfied is the moment you stop calling on Him. The moment you get satisfied is the moment you stop drawing nigh to Him. The moment you get satisfied is the moment that you stop and you start to die. That's why you got to be hungry. That's right, you got to stay hungry, amen? amen? And not let the world, not, don't, don't be influenced by the world. Yes. Amen? Amen. amen? Amen, brother Askbig? Amen? <laughs> amen, sister Askbig? Don't be influenced by the world. Come on. Yeah. Don't be influenced by the do you know there's enough, Do you know, realize there's enough people right here in this church tonight, on this midweek service, on this Wednesday night. There's enough of us here tonight. Don't even put me in there because I'm moving. I'm moving on tomorrow. You know, I'm, I'm an evangelist. You know, we blow in, blow up, blow out. You know, <laughs> what evangelists do. This, the pastor's got to, you know, stay with you and look at you all for weeks and months and years. But that's a good thing, though. <laughs> Amen. I just, I get, I get to go on. I, I get to come in and get bold and, you know, just speak the word of God and move on to the next place. But you know what? And I, I've, heard, I've heard evangelists say, you know, and then we've got to leave the pastor with the mess. Listen, if, if that's what happens when I go places, then I need to get out of the ministry because I'm yeah. not here. I'm here to help be a strength to, yeah. to these yeah. two. Hello, and to be yeah. a strength to this church because we're family. Yeah. And you'd be the strength to us. Amen. Yeah. And build one that's another right. up and impart. Right. That's why Paul said, I long to see you that I might impart unto you. Yeah. But you know what? A lot of ministers don't have anything to part. They got some head knowledge. I'm not interested in head knowledge. I'm interested in somebody that's got something from heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Amen. I'm interested in somebody that's got something from heaven. Because if somebody's got something from heaven, it's because they got hungry and they got desperate and they did something to get it. Yep. And if they got it, that means they please the Father. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Come on, church. Yeah. That's why you got to stay hungry. It's why you got to stay pressing in. And don't let, don't, don't, don't let the world, do not let the world influence you. Amen. That's why people, you know, some of these secret churches, you know, well, you know, we just, their motto is, you know, we want to let the world know we relate. 
Well, if you relate to the world, you better get saved because you're going to hell. Because right, right. the, Bible, the Bible says if you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Listen, I don't, if you relate to the world, that means you relate to sin. If you relate to world to the world, that means you relate to adultery. If you relate to the world, that means you relate to lust. Come on, if you relate to the yeah. world, that means you relate to every evil work of hell. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Maybe that's what. Maybe maybe that's why you don't see churches casting out devils anymore, because right. you can't cast out something you associate with. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you got that internet audience. <laughs> Some of you people watching, you haven't been sowing seed and you haven't been giving offerings. You need to teach your mouse how to give. If not, then turn the thing off. That's right. This ain't, no, actually, don't turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. No, no, but no, listen, there's, there's nothing worse, there's nothing worse than, than somebody that wants to relate to the world. We're not here to relate to the world. Right. You, can't, you can't cast out devils if you're associated with them. That's why you've got to watch what you watch on TV. And stop justifying everything. Wow, you know, it's a good movie. He's my favorite actor. Well, you know what? He's probably a pedophile. <laughs> because a bunch of, that's what Hollywood is. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Listen, we, it's our last night. We got both barrels open tonight. Glory to God. <laughs> Actually, we do it every night. Hallelujah. No, but it is the truth. I mean, that's why you, look, you see a lot of the stuff that's happening in Hollywood. But that's how our church prays. We pray that every hidden thing will be known. We, we pray that every ditch that the enemy digs falls in it themselves. Amen. We pray that everything's exposed, that the light shined on everything. You know why it's happening? Because we're the church. We got that kind of power. Yes. No, we're the church. We got that, that kind of power. God can't do nothing for humanity unless the church prays and asks Him. Amen. That's why we've been here. That's why we've been here every night. I mean, I mean every morning, you know, just come from and shell everybody bombarding heaven. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm hungry. How many of you are hungry? I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry too. Glory to God. No, but we have to make a difference and don't let the world influence you. You know, but, but Christians do. That's why, they don't, that's why they don't get involved in politics. That's why they don't get involved in the money system. But yet it's God's. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It's God's money. It's God's money. Come on, it's God's money. And that money, that money is for the church, hello, to advance the kingdom of God. Yes. That money's for the church to advance the kingdom of God. I promise you, when you get to heaven, I promise you, when you get to heaven, I promise you, when you get to heaven, you're going to wish on, that you're going to wish that you did more while you was here. Yes. It's too late then. Amen. That's why I made a decision. Bless the Lord. You know, when I stand before him and whenever, whenever that time is, when I stand before him I, don't want him, I don't want him to have to wipe away my tears because I failed to do what he told me to do. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. But people get, they just get comfortable. And when you get, well, listen, when you get comfortable, you, you Shut yourself off from the things of God. You've got to constantly pre be pressing in. Yeah. Constantly be pressing in. I remember here a few years ago, I was in, in see, I'm giving you time to find 2 Kings chapter 4. <laughs> I, I remember a few years ago, I was, I was, because we're going to see hunger here in a second. I was, um, I was in um, Guatemala. And, uh, you know, I had a friend of mine, actually the guy who led me to the Lord came down and was with me and, uh, my, we was there for two weeks, and 
My wife was with me the first week, and then she, she, she had to, something she had to take care of. She went, came back home, and, and he came down and hung out with me, you know, for the week. And so we took him to this, this center, you know, with a lot of the, you know, buy stuff. And this is down off in Antigua. And, uh, and so this little girl comes to me. I still remember, I still see her face right now. This was years ago. She comes to me, and she's, she, she's selling purses. And she comes to me and she has a purse and she goes, so you, you buy. Said, no, I don't want a purse. She says, no, 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 you buy. And I said, no, I, I said, it's pretty. I don't want a purse. She said, no, no, you buy. And then she goes this. She goes, we do deal. Business is business. She's eight years old. <laughs> I, said, I said, I made the mistake. I said, well, just let me look at it. Oh, that was the worst thing to do because the moment I the moment I touched it, she says, "Now you buy." I said, "I don't want to buy." She know you touch, you buy. We work deal. Now you buy. I said, "I don't want to." She says, "No, you touch. Now you buy. Come on, business is business. You buy." So I said to her, "I said, I said, hey, see that, see, see that that tall white guy over there with the beard?" She goes, "Look, see." I said, "He's a rich American. Go to him. He'll buy." She takes off. <laughs> A few minutes, and the thing is, he's not. <laughs> he wasn't a rich American, and he came. I mean, he, I think he's a plumber or whatever. He's an electrician, and he comes and he comes back, and or she comes back, and she says, "You lie. You say he's rich American. He no rich American. He poor American. You lie. Now you buy." <laughs> she said, "You buy for your wife." I said, "My wife's got plenty. You buy for your daughter." My wife, she got plenty. She said, you buy for you. Come on, business is business. We work deal. I said, I don't want then, then, you know, but now I'm having fun. <laughs> no, I'm having fun. And you know what? And people couldn't see what I was seeing. Yeah. And then, then the, the, the group came back and, you know, some of the, 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 the locals there and, you know, come, told, they just like, shoo, shoo, get out, get out. I said, no, no, leave her. Leave her. I'm having, I like this. Because she keeps bombarding me. She kept bombarding me. And I thought to myself, it must have been how the father thought and how the father felt when I kept bombarding him, when I bombard him and keep seeking him with all of my heart and well, no, this won't take no for an answer. Yeah. She was actually was just honoring me and kept yeah. on and kept on. And so we got off and walked away and, and they were they were, you know, they were walking ahead of me and we had to walk probably a quarter mile. Down down this old cobblestone road. It was, you know, it's like five hundred years old. And we're just walking, and it's not even, I mean, you, you can't walk. There's nothing level. I mean, you're just walking, you're just walking with your feet like that. Because it's rock, you know, it's old rock. And, but the whole time, and she keeps at me, won't stop. She goes, you buy. She says, no, you must buy because you say he's rich and he's not rich. Now you liar. No, you buy, you liar. I said, well, that's not nice. Well, she said, you are because you say he's rich and he's not rich. Now you buy. She's eight. She's, I, and I said, I said, no, I said, I, I don't want to buy, but it's a pretty purse. She says, she says no, you have to buy because you're crazy. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not crazy. I said, no, that's not nice. I said, well, she says, I said, no, that's not nice to say to a, to a potential customer. She says, well, you're crazy. <laughs> I said, I, and we just keep on, and she keeps saying, she says, you buy, come on, you buy, business is business. And she just goes on and on and on. But you know what? I already made up my mind a long time ago. I was going to buy. I was, just seeing, I was just enjoying it, and I was just seeing just how long she was going to go. 
and she would not stop. And so finally we get, get, to, the, get, get to the car and, and so, uh, so, so, my, so my friend, you know, I was you know, about ready to buy the purse before, she don't know it yet. So she, my friend says, hey, would you, would you, uh, would you take a, says to her, little girl, take a picture of her. Cece, I take a picture. I said, I said, I'll, I'll take a picture of me too. She said, no, no, you're, you crazy. <laughs> she says, no, you liar. <laughs> I said, no, that's not nice. She says, well, you are. I said, take a picture of me. She said, no, you funky monkey. <laughs> she calls me crazy. She calls me a liar. She calls me a funky monkey. But you know what? I end up, I end up buying the purse. And I, I mean, she was probably only asking what, maybe five bucks for it. I think I gave her like, who knows, 30, 40 bucks, whatever. And, and, and it, but it so blessed me because she wouldn't take no for an answer. And it's amazing how many Christians, they, you know, they'll, they, they'll, they'll come and they'll, they'll come in the presence of God or they'll come and they'll begin to pray and they'll pray and they don't feel nothing and just, you know, just nothing's happening you know, after, after a few minutes and just nothing's changed, you know, and they just, uh, they just stop. Yeah. And they just go off and then get back in the natural. You've got to give yourself to it. Yeah. This way, you've got to keep on. You, come on, it's, it's got to be a lifestyle. Yeah. Come on, it's, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's got to be a lifestyle. You, you don't quit. You don't, you don't take no for an answer. And, and the reason I tell you this story, because I'm going to read to you about a woman that, that wouldn't take no for an answer. I'm going to read to you about a woman, and as a result, see, remember I said something to you the other, last night. Every, 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 every story in here, First off, it's, uh, it's an actual <laughs> event that took place. But understand something. God, there's a whole lot more that could have been put in here. Yeah. I mean, the Bible says there was so much that Jesus did in his ministry for three and a half years. There's so much that he did. That the Bible says there's not enough room in the world to contain the books that would be written about all that Jesus did. And that's just three and a half years. I mean, we've got thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years of history that's taken place. From, from starting at the very beginning. Come on, church. Yeah. And so obviously everything that's in his word, God put in here specifically for a reason. And he put in here for us. Understand something. Every single thing that God's put in his word, it's an example for us. An example for what? An example how we are to live our life and things that we're to do. And if we would just do what individuals did in the word of God, I mean, right down even when it comes to Elijah and Elisha. You know, listen, the reality is you can have any anointing that you want to have. It just really does, does come down to this. How hungry and how desperate are you for it? Yeah. Some, some people ain't that desperate. I mean, they'll, they'll be desperate for, you know, for a few minutes. But most people, most people will not come after him because they like to be comfortable and they don't want to do without but you know what? Sometimes, listen, I, I promise you, it's only temporary. I know when Pastor Rodney said to me, he said, when he said to me, and he had just had me, just, I shared a little bit of it here on the, the camp, at the last minister's conference on Saturday, the day you guys left. And, and uh, because he said to me, he said, because I said, well, I'm traveling, I'm, I'm going to travel with you. He said, I can't pay you. You know what I said to him? I said, well, I'm after money can't buy. Mm-hmm. And I said to my wife, I said, you know what? And there were times, I mean, there were times we had nothing. We had nothing. I mean, we had nothing. I mean, when I say we have nothing, we had nothing. I mean, we had nothing. I can, I, listen, Rachel, 
it's got more right now than time than, than my wife and I, had, and I had at times. Yeah, nothing. But I wasn't stopping. And we weren't yes. pressing through and yes. until the fight came down to the fact that we're in Kentucky, 12 hours away, going to go to Daytona, Florida. We didn't have no money. I had like 30-some dollars. And I said to my wife, this is how desperate and how hungry we were. I said to my wife, I said, you know what? We'll put money in the car and we'll drive until it runs out of gas. Probably get us to maybe until, I don't know, maybe making or whatever. But we'll run until we run out of gas and then we'll hitchhike. We haven't been married. How long have we been married? 30 years. No. At the time, at the time, I was going to Daytona. So that was 89. So a year. And uh, been married a year. And uh, you know what? I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And I'm not taking no for an answer. And the problem is, is so. Here's the two things that that, that that kills people in their lives, that that robs people in their lives, is they take no for an answer, and they keep their mouth shut. They take no for an answer, and they keep their mouth shut. They keep. They listen to me very closely. Don't keep your mouth shut. Well, what I mean by that, you got to be bold. You got to be bold and proclaim the word of God, and you have to act by faith. You have to act as it's so. You got to act like it's so. Come on, you listen. I promise you, you can change things with yeah. your voice. You can change things with your talk. You can move mountains with your words. You can make a difference with your words. I, listen, I, I remember one time I was coming back from overseas. We've been gone for overseas for a long time. And you know, when we travel, listen, we don't travel light. We don't travel light. I mean, I, I mean, we just come here for four days and I can't, it's, it took it's five suitcases. And I'm not talking about little ones. I'm talking about big ones, big ones, five suitcases. And one's mine. But anyway, we was up going, no, I'm teasing. I am so teasing. I am so, I, I was just looking for a response from my wife. I, I got one, that's why I'm over here. And... <laughs> Actually, I've, I think I've become the worst. I've gotten to where I have a whole suitcase for shoes. <laughs> but um, you know, when we don't we travel, we don't travel light, and so we're coming home from overseas, and we have all this luggage, you know. So you get the cart. I mean, the cart is up to here with luggage, but there are so many people there, and all the flame, planes came in at the same time, and they had one little gate, one little area open and there was, I mean there was a, a thousand plus two thousand three thousand people a lot of people all trying to get this one little gate but there was a bunch of other gates that could be open but they didn't have them open because people were incompetent not doing their job and I actually told the lady that and and so we got and, and it took me like an hour it took us probably 45 minutes to hour just to because we we would push a cart just like that And I get impatient. I'm working on things. I get impatient. That's why I, that's why, that's why I pray, Lord, I need patience. And I need it now. <laughs> it's a joke. Impatient. <laughs> and so we're just moving. And so finally we come, and I'm probably, we're probably like from, from, from like here to pastor. Almost, and it's taken us almost 45 minutes to an hour just to get the, to this spot. And a lady comes out, one of the incompetent workers, security, the police, TSA. Any TSA workers here? Okay, good. A bunch of incompetent people. 
<laughs> and the TSA lady comes out and she goes, I need everybody on this side. And I need everybody, and she's shouting, on this side to go to the back. And I hear everybody goes, ah, not me. <laughs> and I'm, listen, I'm the type of person I could take things and take things until, when I, I think it's the ginger in me. I don't know. I just explode. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I found myself, I, and I could, I could, I, I, the words were coming out, and I was like, I want to catch them and bring them back. <laughs> but all of a sudden, everybody's going, oh, and I shouted, absolutely not. I'm getting through here. It took me 45 minutes to get here, and you're not going to stop me. And I'm getting through there, and you're not doing anything about it. I am not going to the back. You will not move me. I'm going through. <laughs> so I did. And went, the whole place went quiet. Next thing, and I look over at my wife, and she's like this. <laughs> and the lady turns to my wife and says, ma'am, are you with him? She goes, no. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what? She goes, you're going to jail, not me. <laughs> but, you, but you know what saved my bacon? Is that, and it, it, just, it just took one voice. And when the multitude becomes one, yeah. whew, there's a lesson there. Yeah. When the multitude becomes one, they become unstoppable. Yeah. When the church, just, when, when you get a church, and I'm not, you don't have to be thousands, you just be a handful. When the church, when a church yes. becomes one, yeah. Yeah. your city will be taken for Jesus. Yeah, man. Your counties will be taken for Jesus. Yeah. Your state, that's all it takes. Yeah. And the moment I started shouting, as soon as I was done, everybody behind me, yeah, we're not moving. We're getting through there. It took us forever. And then they all started singing, saying everything I was saying. Finally, then the lady realized this is getting out of control. <laughs> and it started with a preacher. But it's getting out of control. <laughs> And then a bunch of the TSA agents come out and says, no, come, 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 no, we're going to open up these gates, you know. But, you know, and, and so and people, yay, you know, but there's something in me. I just couldn't go, yay, I, I just found myself, I just couldn't <laughs> shut up. I was like, well, if you did this the first time and been competent, stop being so incompetent and done your job and would expect this, we wouldn't have this problem. I'm like, I just can't leave it alone. You know what I mean? I just, I just got to keep. Just, <laughs> oh, my. Hallelujah. But you know what? You know what? And I don't apologize for it. I mean, it's, no, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's just, we, we used at the restaurant the other day, Pastor and I, and a certain restaurant in this town, and with my wife. And it's like, you know, it's like the, the, the waitress is doing us a favor. So our pastor said, you know, if we can just teach somebody to, just to learn some good customer service, man, they're going to go far and make a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. That's right. There's a reason why people will, will work a drive through at McDonald's their whole life. Okay, all right, I can tell. 
No, I'm serious. Because you, you should always be growing. Listen, and there's nothing wrong with working at McDonald's. But five years from now, you're still working the drive-thru? Something's wrong. Because there's a whole lot, because, and I say that because that, that shows me that you really do not know what the Word of God says. Because it's impossible to apply this to your life and stay at the same place five years later. It's impossible to be radical in your giving and not be blessed. It's impossible. No, listen to me. It's impossible. It's impossible to apply the Word of God to your life and not walk in the commanded blessing of the Lord. It's impossible to apply the Word of God to your life and not obtain and walk in favor everywhere you go. Because the reality is, you, you, there is something you need more than money. It's called favor. Because, listen, favor can take you where money can never take you. Favor can take you where your education or lack of it can never take you. Amen. 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 And it's amazing the people, the pe- so many people put an emphasis on education, but yet I put an emphasis on biblical education. Because, you know, because the world will tell you unless you have some... Ma- no, here's what the world does. That's why I don't let the world influence, influence yeah. you. The world will tell you unless you've got some bachelor's degree or some master's degree or some doctorate, then you're, <laughs> gonna, then you're just going to be, a, you know, middle class or low class. And that's, that's a lie from hell. Because right, right. I can tell you right now, I have a friend of mine right now who, who quit school at 10th grade. Quit school at 10th grade. Now, I'm not advocating quitting school. But I'm just saying, he quit school at 10th grade, and you know what, and, and, and I think, uh, I mean, he just sold his company a few years ago for like $120 million. I mean, there was a time for like 10 years, he's making like $150,000 a week take home. Yeah. But he had a 10th grade education, quit school. I can tell you story after story after story after story like that. Why? Because there's something that trumps natural worldly education. It's called the Word of God. That's why when the Lord Jesus appeared to my mentor, Dr. Kenneth Hagin, the Lord Jesus said to him, He said, if my people would just listen to the Holy Spirit and obey Him, He would lead them all into riches. See, we there. Understand, you know. You hear the world talk about. Well, you know, there's. You know, they don't can explain something. They always talk about a higher power. Well, guess what? That higher power is in us. Right, man. Hello. Yeah. And if we just listen to the Father and acknowledge, if acknowledge the Father in all of our ways and honor the Father, it's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible for the blessings of God not to come and overtake you. Yeah. Because most people are waiting to get blessed before they become a giver. And guess what? You'll never get blessed. Because there's something required of you for things to break. There's something required of you for things to break. And here in in, in 2 Kings chapter 4, have you found it? Look at verse 8. If you haven't found it by now, forget about it. (laughs) Look at 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 8. One day Elisha went, went to the town of Shunem, and a wealthy woman lived there. Everybody say a wealthy woman. woman. And she urged him to come to her home for a meal. And after that, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for something to eat. Typical preacher. I mean, <laughs> Elijah was, uh, was no different. You know, Elisha was no different. You know, he found, he, he found out that this woman was a good cook. 
And guess what? He made sure that every time he came to Shunem, he's going to stop by this woman's house because that woman can cook. You know what I mean? Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? You ever find a restaurant? Sometimes my wife and daughter, especially my daughter, used to get so frustrated with me because I'm the type of person, if I find something I love, man, I'll wear it out. I'll go every day. I'll do it. I'll do it every day. I'll do it every day. It's just like, it's just like, you know, just like pastor in this church blessed me with this. Yesterday, you blessed me with it. And man, I was like, I mean, three o'clock this morning, I'm still on it in bed. I'm like, man, I got to go to bed. <laughs> I got to get to bed. We got to get up for prayer. I got to get to bed. <laughs> I mean, I just set my phone, you know, I, my, I set my phone for the alarm to go off at seven o'clock. And I'm like, it's three o'clock. <laughs> it's three in the morning. It's four hours from now. <laughs> Then, you know, then you, you stay on electronics all the time. Then you then turn the lights off and try to go to sleep. And you just like that, like, hmm. <laughs> and I'm the type of person, I can't go to bed unless I'm sleepy. So, but, it, but I'll do that. I find, like, I find a restaurant. I mean, man, I'll go there every day. It's like today, I found one on the last day. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, we'd be at that same restaurant. <laughs> Finally, I found a place in this town that served chili. <laughs> So Elisha came to this woman's house, and he come regularly, and I'll show you. But I want you to notice something happened here. Notice that she said to her, her husband, in verse 9, she said to her husband, I am sure that this man who stops in from time to time, see, here he goes. Actually, the King James says regularly. The King James says regularly, that he come by regularly. Said that, understand, Elisha came by on a regular, continual basis. He came by. But I can promise you that something happened when he'd come by. I guarantee that he'd begin to talk about some of the miracles that just happened. He'd begin to talk about God. He'd begin to talk, he'd begin to talk about spiritual things. And it created a hunger in her. Because yeah. you know what? You cannot be hungry, but you start hanging around hungry people. And guess what? You're going to get hungry. Yeah. See, that's why, that's why it's important that you... Listen, you know people say... Yeah, let me just... Listen, hang around people that are, that are, are, are radical for Jesus. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Hang around people that are radical for Jesus. Hang around people that are radical. Hang around people that are bold. Hang around people that are on fire. Hang around people that pray. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Well, I don't, there just ain't any in my school. Well, guess what? Pray and God, God will send you somebody. Right. Yeah. Amen. No, I said pray God will send you somebody. Right. Amen? Because there's nothing impossible. I don't listen. You should never, as the, as a believer, you should never even have the thinking of of anything impossible. Yes. You should right. never. You should never have the thinking of lack. You sh thinking of lack, lack thinking, poverty thinking should not even be in your thinking. Should right. not even be a part of your life. Yeah. <clears throat> That's right. My daughter. You know, she, I've talked to her on the way here. She's 20, how old is she now? 24. She's 24 years old. I'm here my daughter. You know my daughter, and matter of fact, her, the, her, the youth pastor of our church, she actually, this so blessed him because he's got two little girls now. But, <clears throat> you know, my daughter has, has never heard me say the words, we can't afford that. Amen. Now, trust me. 
<laughs> There's many, many times. Now, now, I'm not saying, now listen to me closely. I'm telling you how important some things are. This, this, and I know I'm taking a little side journey here, and, and we're, we're t receiving the offering, but hey, just, let's just flow with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen? Because just one word from heaven will change your life. All it takes is just, just one, one message from heaven can change your life. And you want your life to be changed because if you didn't, you wouldn't be here right now. Amen. You want to go deeper in God. You want to increase in the things of God. You want to walk in the blessings. Listen, yeah. you want to yeah. walk in the blessings of God. Yeah. You want to walk in the power yeah. of God. You want to have a relationship with God. You want to walk in the anointing right. of God. That's why you're here tonight. Right. Yeah. Because if you didn't want it, you wouldn't even be here. Right. No, if you didn't want it, you wouldn't even be here. And some of you worked hard. Some of you got up early this morning. And you worked hard. Some of you didn't even have time to, to get a bite to eat. You just went home and changed clothes and got back in the car and come here. Why? Because you're hungry and because you're desperate and because you're pressing in for the things of God. You believe. You believe. You believe in the impossible. You want to make a difference. You want to advance the kingdom of God. That's why you're here. And trust me, it wasn't because I didn't, there were, there were many times I didn't have the money. It, it was, listen, I never, I said to her, never one time did I say to her, we can't afford it because we had plenty of money. I was just training up because it's my job. It's my wife and I's job. It's your job as parents to train up your children in the way they should go. And we got to train them in the, in the ways of God. We got to train them in the ways of the Father. We got to train them and get their mind to the place to where their mind thinks on heavenly things. Come on, where they th don't think like the world thinks. They don't. They don't respond like the world responds. Why? Because there's a Father. There's a God who's more than enough. And if you serve Him, you with all of your heart, and you honor Him with all of your heart, He'll be there for you, and He'll protect you, and He will bless you and he will make the crooked path straight for you. He'll always go before you. He'll always be there with you. Come on. Yeah. But I, I, I learned something a long time ago. I, I, would, I refused to draw attention to like. And I remember one time specifically uh, we was at the store. My daughter come up to me and she says there's something. She says, Daddy, can I have this? I didn't have no money. I didn't have any money for it. So I looked at it. I could have said to her, like a lot of parents do, I could have said to her, and then I don't know why parents do this, but it's unscriptural. Because we don't confess that the current situation, we confess the Word of God. Right. And I could have said to her, I said, Honey, I can't afford that. We can't get that right now. We can't get that right now. I can't afford it. So I could have glorified poverty, or I could have glorified lack. But I didn't. You know what I said to her? I refused to draw attention to lack. I, I, I refused. So you know what I did? I drew attention to God. I said, honey, do you want this? She said, yeah, daddy, I'd like to have it. I said, I'll tell you what. Here's how we get it. I said, give me your hands. She gave me your hands in the store. I said, now let's pray and believe God for it. What did I do? I, I, I took good. the attention so off of lack, yeah. and I drew, took the attention yeah. on God. Yeah. You know, she ended up getting it. She didn't get it that day, but she ended up getting it because God provided. Why? Because I didn't draw attention to lack. Yeah. 
I drew attention to God. Don't draw attention to lack. Draw attention to what the Bible says. Because who's your source? Come over this section. Who's your source? No, who's your source? Jesus. Is, is, is he the God that is more than enough or is he the God that's just enough or is he the God that just sometimes comes through? No, is he the God that's more than enough? More than enough, amen. So why are you drawing attention to, to lack? Why are you drawing attention to something that's not even of him? And it's not just for your kids. But as husbands, for your wives too. Amen? No, no, come on. As, as husbands, as our wives too, we're the head of the home. Yeah. Listen, I would, listen I, and I had to break through in this area. Amen? Yeah. Your wife comes to you and she'd like to really have something. Well, guess what? Listen, don't draw attention to the lack. Believe God. Yeah. Draw attention to the one who's more than enough. Yeah. The one who said that if two of you agree is touching anything, that that which you ask, is that word ask yeah. again, yeah. that that which you have shall be done for them by my Father which is in heaven. I, I just got my wife a new car. You know what? And, and I kept telling her we're going to get a new car, we're going to get a new car, get you a new car. And next thing you know, it's months later, it's a year later. But we, we, you know what? We draw attention to the lack. Don't draw attention to the lack. And, and train up your children in the way yes. they should go. Yes. Don't draw attention to lack. Right. Amen? Amen? Bring Always bring, come back to what the Word says. And the Word says that He's more than enough. Yes. The Word says that you're blessed coming in, you're blessed going out. The Word says that you're blessed in the city, you're blessed in the field. The Word says that you spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Is there, anybody, is there anybody here that does not serve the Lord? Raise your hand. You're not serving the Lord right now. Raise your hand. Okay. Is there anybody here that you're in disobedience right now to the Lord? Raise your hand. Nobody's raising their hand. So you know what that means? That means that the Bible says that you spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Because the Bible says in Job 36 that if you serve Him and don't obey Him, you'll spend your days in prosperity Amen. and years in pleasure. Amen. 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 So now you just got to, now you, now you got to get, get radical and get bold and, and come and press in. Because the Bible says that if you serve him and obey him, this is what's going to happen. Well, if it's not happening, because understand something, the word of God's true. So now you begin to press in for things. Come on, begin to press in. Come on, begin to press in. Amen. 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 That's what, that's what we're doing. Listen, my wife, we're pressing in because there's some things that we're doing and the Bible says, and the Bible says that, hey, this is supposed to be happening and it's not happening. So guess what? We're bombarding heaven and yeah. we're pressing into heaven. Yeah. Amen? Because this is the word of God. It doesn't lie. Right. Amen? Don't draw attention to lack. Don't draw. That was my problem as a kid. That's why I grew up and had a poverty mentality because all I heard all my life as a kid, can't afford that, can't afford that, ain't got no money for that, ain't got no money. And that gets in me. And guess what? Because that gets in you, that gets in your mindset. And then the Bible says, as a person, thank you so easy. And people are poor today because that's what they got as a child. Hello, people are poor today, and, they, and their parents didn't even know it. The parents thought they were being honest, but yet the parents didn't even know it. But they was, they was, they, they were. <clears throat> They were causing a spiritual law to be in place with their words. And the words, because understand, everything you say 
forms the world you live in. And you keep you hear as a child, I can't afford that, can't afford that, can't afford that. Guess what? That's how people that's how that's why people grow up and they 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 do the same thing their parents do. They don't change anything. Why? Because their parents told them, well, you know, well, we can't afford that, can't afford that, can't afford that. That's all they heard. And so that got in them, and that's how their thinking became. And so as a man thinks, so is he. So guess what? Because they think that way, guess what? And you begin to say it long enough, you're going to begin to believe it. And guess what? You're only allowed to see what you say. And nothing changes. And it stays the same way for generation after generation after generation. But guess what? You can break that. You can break that. No, you can break that. No, you can break that. Come on, you can break that. Come on, be everything that God has called us all to be. You can break that. Listen, I am not looking at poor people tonight. I am not looking at sick people tonight. I am looking at people that are very, very blessed. No, no, I'm looking at people. According to my Bible, I'm looking at people. According to what God says, I am looking at people that are very, 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 very more than enough, over the top, blessed. That's why I said Sunday morning, Begin to see yourself like God sees you. God sees us through the eyes of redemption. God does not see anybody here poor. He doesn't see anybody here sick. Because he sees you through the eyes of redemption. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, listen, it, 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 those things don't happen overnight. But you gotta press, you gotta change that. Yeah. Amen? You gotta change it. See, you have a choice. <laughs> really? You have a choice tonight to change it? Or you have a choice to keep going on in the same way you know what in five years from now nothing will change because people are of the mindset that God changes everything but they don't realize is that we are the ones that change things by applying what God's already done by faith to our life by acting on the word of God Amen. amen Hallelujah. 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 I remember, I, I remember one time, I hadn't told this story for years, but I remember one time because I grew up that way. I grew up that poverty mentality because my dad left when I was seven. And, and you know, you, I, I, I remember waking up as a seven, eight-year-old boy not having food. I remember living in, you know, low-income housing, government housing, I, I, I remember getting made fun of because I didn't have the right type of shoe. I had kids used to, when I'd go to school, they used to sing songs about me. And when I was growing up, you know, in the 60s, 70s, there was only one type of shoe. Now there's, my gosh, there's hundreds of them. But when I was growing up, there was one type of shoe. And if you didn't have this one type of tennis shoe, then you were... You, you were not lit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they'd make, and they, they'd make fun of them. They'd call me. I, I still, listen, I, I got to get this out of me, but I still remember the song. They used to say, I'm seven, eight years old, nine years old, ten years old. I still remember the song. 
Because I couldn't, my mama couldn't afford this. And I still remember they were $22.98. But my mama couldn't afford them. Because it's just me and my mama and my sister. And the shoe that everybody had was, we called them Chucks. Chuck Taylors. You remember Chuck Taylors? They don't call them Chuck Taylors now. Well, they, 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 but it's Chuck Taylors, Converse. Call them Chucks. You remember those, Pastor? And if you didn't have Chucks, you had buddies. <laughs> and if you, had, if you had buddies on, you'd sing, they'd, they'd everybody sing a song about you. And I, I heard the song so much, I still remember to this day. And I was seven, eight years old. Now I'm 54 and I still remember the song. In fact, I'll sing it to you. The song goes like this. <laughs> buddies, make your feet feel fine. Buddies, cost $1.99. <laughs> I got that song sung to me so many times. We'd go out to, I'd go out to play basketball. And, oh, he's got buddies on. And everybody starts singing, buddies, make your feet feel fine. Then you just feel like a kid. You just feel like, but see how it gets in you. And that thinking gets in you. Right. So something has to happen. To change the effect of that type of thinking. That's right. Something has to happen. A mindset has to change. And I remember this started it all for me. Well, it started a little bit further, but this is one of the big things. Because when I started first going out to Bible school, and I, I'd go out to Bible school, and I'd be at meetings, and I'd hear, I'd hear I mean, man, I'm in Bible school. I, I mean, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't have my, my parents didn't, you know, my first year anyway, I, I had to work a job to pay for my school. Now, I mean, you can come down to the, the, the River Bob Winston Student Institute, I'll give you, I'll give you a scholarship. <laughs> We'd come for free. I mean, when I went to school, I mean, it was like, I mean, it's, it was I had to come up with $109 a month. I mean, when you're 19 years old in the early 80s, I got to come up with, that's not counting my, the rent. I got to eat. I used to eat this place called Apples. I'd get five cheeseburgers for a dollar. <laughs> but it's full of grease. <laughs> And, I, and I, I'd, 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 be sitting, I'd be sitting in school. See, I look back now and see how, how the Lord changed me. Yeah. But it all, it all happened by the Lord speaking to me That's right. to, then to do something. I'm, I'm, and I remember one time specifically, I'm sitting in this, in this meeting, and I just got, because I'm, 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 working, I'm working a job after Bible school, and, and I just got my paycheck. Now I got paid every two weeks. And I think, and I still remember, it's like $283 for two weeks. And I just got paid that day. I'm in a Holy Ghost meeting that night. And all of a sudden I hear the Holy Ghost say, and I cash my check, because I cashed my check and had all, all the cash in me, on me. I hear the Holy Ghost say, give it all. Oh, you, I don't even remember what happened that night, because I fought the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> I fought the whole night. I fought that voice the whole night. I'm 19 years old. I fought the whole night. My wife never even heard me tell this story. 
I thought it was it was it was a it was a Holy Ghost meeting with with at the time her name was Patsy Caminetti or Patsy Beerman's Patsy Caminetti and now uh, another guy by the name of David Horton and another man by the name of Keith Moore. And I'm, I'm in the meeting with them, and I hear the Holy Ghost say, "Give you paycheck." Oh. I mean, no telling what they thought, because I'm probably sitting in the, I'm probably sitting in the, in the service going, oh, 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 no, 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 I bind you, devil, shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah, you laugh, I'm serious, but I'm serious. Yeah. I, you know what, but I ended up giving it. I ended up giving it. I ended up giving it. Some say, well, but you had a miracle the next day. No. <laughs> actually, actually went without for a while. Actually went without for a while. But I look back at it now, but yet it was the Lord. Yeah. Breaking me free. Because here's the thing, and unless you get broke free in the area of giving, in, in the area of, of money, you can't be used about supernatural things. Because money and anointing go hand in hand. That's why Jesus said, if you can't be trusted with unrighteous mammon, how can God trust you with the true riches? Hallelujah. You don't know this is in my notes. So I'm teaching a healing school. My wife and I, we're associate pastors. We're teaching a healing school and we're praying for miracles. You know, because we have people coming. I mean, they're dying. I mean, <laughs> people coming and had one lady come to, my, come to, come to our healing school and left mad. <laughs> Told my wife, I'm never coming back to your husband's service ever again. My wife's like, well, what's he mad? Why are you mad? She said, well, why are you mad? She goes, she was an English teacher. You know what? You know what? Why she was mad? She didn't. She never came back. She came in on her walker. She a young lady and left on her walker. Never came back. You know why she was mad? Because she was an English teacher. And here's what she said to my wife. She said, your husband, he destroys the English language. <laughs> and she let something like that Keep her from a miracle. But that's how the enemy operates. Yeah. And that's what happens to the church. God, God sends people to the church because he wants to change their life. And the pastor get up or the pastor's wife or somebody get up. And you know what? And there's something they don't like. And they, they let that little bitty old thing rob them. They let that little bitty old thing get in and rob them from their breakthrough. And they wonder, God, why work? But no, he tried to. But you let something. And it's always something stupid. It really is always something stupid. That's right. And they let it rob them. And it's always something stupid. Well, you know what? I came to that church. I've been to that church. And I came there. And I tell you what, the pastor never one time shake my hand. Now, something stupid like that. Well, how long did he go before he shaved? Well, he went one time. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. And she let she let something silly like that. Well, he don't speak proper English. He destroy. She actually said he destroys the English language. <laughs> but I'm praying for miracles. I'm praying for miracles. But, but with that mentality, everything had to be used. Everything, I, 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 could, I couldn't bring myself to buy anything new. Everything had to be used. 
And then I, I, I left this church. I was running by the grocery store. wasn't a, you know, wasn't a Publix or a Kroger. It was a discounted grocery store. Now, some off-brand thing, you know. And it's amazing how I'd even justified it. It's amazing how people come to justify everything. It's wrong, but they justify it. And I remember, I walk over to the dairy section, because I love cheese. I'm a cheese guy. And I love Velveeta cheese. <laughs> of course, I just found out, you know, I just found out a couple of years ago, it's not even real cheese. <laughs> but I still like it. And I remember I walk over to the dairy section, and I pick up, let me use your phone. I mean, use your, not the phone, but the water. Yeah. I, I pick up some Velveeta. Now, when you got a poverty mentality, something that's, what is that, stuff's like seven bucks. But when you got a poverty mentality, seven bucks is like 50. Right. And I look at it, and I'm like, I want you. <laughs> I really want you. <laughs> I really want you back. I can taste you right now. I want you. But I can't afford you. And I put it back down. And then I went over to the, I went over to the, the side where there's discounted. And I'm, I'm already in the discounted grocery store. Now I'm finding discounted food in the discounted grocery store. And I found this cheese. Had a little bit of mold on it. But that's all right. You just cut the mold off. You still eat it. I, mean, I learned that from Bible school days. <laughs> just cut the moat off. I mean, been there, done that. Okay, okay. So was it, you said that was, that was normal. <laughs> and then, but then I put, I said something like 75 cents and I put it in the cart. But the problem was I thought, ooh, I got myself. Man, this is a steal. 75 cents. Me a block of cheese for 75 cents. And I'm, man, I'm like, ooh, the Lord bless me. <laughs> and I get all the way over to the end of the grocery store, and the Lord speaks to me in an audible voice. <laughs> he spoke to me in an audible voice, and the Lord said to me, You're believing me for miracles. Don't leave. My wife. <laughs> the Lord speaks to me, and the Lord says to me, You believe in me for miracles, aren't you? Man, I, I, my hair stood up. I can, you know, when the Lord, when, when, listen, when, when mortal comes in contact with immortality, when, when humans come in contact with omnipotence, with omnipresence, I can, I, I, I remember the, the tile I'm standing on. I mean, it was just, I remember like it was 10 minutes ago. And here's what the Lord said to me. He said, son, you're believing me for, here's what the Lord said. He said, you're believing me for miracles, but you can't even trust me for cheese. (laughs) 
See, people think, people think, oh, this, everything is, ooh, this is going to change, and boom, God's going to do it. But they don't realize that it starts with us. And it starts with, with our thinking. And I was like, boom, it hit me. Man, I tell you what, I changed. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I mean, yeah. listen, have you ever heard, have you ever seen that movie Sanford and Son? <laughs> Wheezy, I'm coming. I was like, I turned that thing around. Velveeta, I'm coming for you, baby. I'm coming. I'm coming for you. I tell you what, that, 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 that grocery cart man, I laid some rubber man, and I come and I, I, I with joy wouldn't grab Velveeta, baby. I got me some Velveeta. <laughs> But it's a mindset. How many of you want to go higher? Yeah. You got to change. You got to change how you think. Amen. That's why the word of God's so important. That's why you got to be obedient to what He says do. That's why you got to be obedient to what He says do, because God always responds to us. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, but this woman receives a miracle. You know why she receives a miracle? Because of something she did. That's a principle in the Word of God. The Bible says, do not be deceived. When the Bible says, don't be deceived, you better know that don't be deceived. And there's a reason why people get deceived. The Bible says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. It's impossible. It's, you know, listen to me. I said the other night, you, can't die, you cannot live wrong and die right. Well, people say, well, what do you mean by living wrong? Well, I mean, you can't live in sin. You can't live and go around and keep committing adultery and keeping and getting drunk and keep doing things, wicked, perverse things. Right. But it's the same way when it comes to finances. And the reality is, is that everybody here needs a breakthrough financially. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Hello. Yeah. Well, how do you think that's going to happen? Do, you think, do we think we're just going to go to bed one night and wake up the next morning and poof, it's all changed? That ain't how it works. That ain't how it works. And that's not faith anyway. God's moved by faith. Do you know God's not, God's not even moved by needs? Do you know God's not moved by your need? Right. Yep. He's not a God that's moved by needs. Right. I mean, if God was moved by needs, then there would be nobody hungry in the world. I mean, if God was moved by needs, he'd be raining down Big Macs in Ethiopia. I mean, <laughs> if, if, if God was moved by needs, he's not moved by needs. He's moved by faith. That's why the Bible says those that come to him must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of those who seek him. But what's the first part of that verse says? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Those that come to him must believe that he is. So that means when you come to him, yes, and in order to receive a miracle, you must believe that he's a miracle worker. In order to receive yeah. a healing, you must believe that he's a healer. Hello? Yeah. And it's the mindset. And I'm telling you something. You said it, and when you, begin to, when you begin to speak the poverty, when you begin to speak the lack, you set in motion a spiritual law with your words. Do you mind me taking some time on this? I mean, we're listen. I'm listening. You're gonna be carried out of here tonight. So listen, we got all night. I just feel. I just feel. We're just gonna. We're just gonna break this thing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. There's a spiritual law, and spiritual laws are set in motion by our words and by our actions. Right. right. 
That's why the Bible says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. That's a spiritual law. You cannot get away from that. That's right. You cannot get away from whatever you sow, you reap. 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 It's a law. It's a spiritual law. Whatever you sow, you reap. Whatever you sow, you reap. I was just listening, and I believe the Lord had me had me tell, and I can't I can't even remember if I've ever heard Him say it, but maybe I have. I can't remember. But I just just the other day I'm listening just while I'm here listening to some stuff, and 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 I, and I heard Brother Hagen say these words that he goes to he goes to pray for this guy. He goes to pray for this guy. And the guy's a young guy, he's 40 years old. And when he goes to pray for him, he, the, the, Lord said, the, Lord said, the Lord said to him, he, he won't be healed because he, he's already, he set in motion a spiritual law. And it's come to, it, and I forget the word that he used, but basically it's, 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 it's manifested now. And this, he's coming home. And what happened, and to make a long story short without getting the whole story, this guy, he said, when, for, from when he's a teenager and in his 20s, see, he set in law, he set in motion a spiritual law. And he, all of his life, and his brother said this to Brother Hagin and his mom. Oh, yeah, he used to say all the time, uh, he'll never live past 40. He'll never live past 40. And he said that for so many years, so many years. But yet he set in motion that law. How was that law set in motion? It's a spiritual law, by yeah. words. I mean, do a study on the tongue. That's why the Bible, why do you think the Bible says life and death is in the mind? No, life and death is in the tongue. That's why the Bible says the tongue is so powerful. It, 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 it'll, it'll tell a mighty thoroughbred which way to go. The, the, tongue's, the tongue's like the, uh, what do we call the thing? The, the bit. So this is why the tongue's like a rudder on a mighty ship. It stirs the ship with direction. That's how your tongue is. That's why the Bible says life and death in it. And people, people set in law, they set in motion a spiritual law by their words. Well, we're always like, we ain't got no money. You stop. You're setting yeah. in motion a law. Yeah. And here's the great thing. There's, there's, right now, there's enough time to change it. Yeah. Right now, you can change it. Right now, you can change it. Amen. This guy couldn't change it because he's already on his deathbed. I'm afraid he went home that day. It's too late. Too late. It's too late. It's too late. It was too late. Because all he said, he's over half his life. Well, I'll never see 40. I'll never see 40. I won't live past 40, is what he said. And he died. Actually, he said, I'll never see 40, and he died at 39. His birthday was just, his birthday was like that month or the next month. He said, I'll never see 40, and he didn't. He died at 39. It was a law. Huh? You had a friend like that as well. 30. It's a law. People, see, that's, that's, why the Bible, that's why the Bible says that, that we can't be carnally minded because we're not carnal people. We're spiritual people. That's why, the, listen, understand, your God is a spirit. God is a spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. God is a spirit. Amen. The Holy Ghost is a spirit. Come on, church. Yeah. And you change it. You begin to change it now. Yeah. Begin to change it now. No, begin to, begin to change it now. Yeah. Amen. Now. You begin to change yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah now. 
Simply saying, now, 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 now. You begin to change it now. Right. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So here this woman comes to her husband. <laughs> verse 9, she said to her husband, I am sure that this man, verse 9, who stops by here from time to time is a holy man of God. So she recognized the anointing. And this is what she said. She said, let's build a small room for him on the roof and furnish it with a lamp, or furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Then he will have a place to stay whenever he comes by. One day Elisha returned to Shunem and, and he went up to the... Let me start this over. One day Elisha returned to Shunem and he went up to the, to the upper room to rest. And he said to his servant Gehazi, tell the woman from Shunem, that I want to speak to her. And when she appeared, Elisha said to Gehazi, tell her, what, tell her we appreciate the kind concern that you have shown us. And we, uh, what can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for you to the king or the commander of the army? She said, or she replied, my family takes good care of me. Later, Elisha asked Gehazi, what can we do for her? So, here, so here's Elisha. I mean, here's Elisha. He comes back to this. He, the next time he, the last time he was sitting having a good meal with this woman and her husband, next time he comes by, there's a whole chamber. There's a whole room for him. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, and it costs her money to do that. Yeah. It don't matter that the Bible says she is wealthy. It still cost her something. And obviously she had to get permission from her husband because she said to her husband, let us build a chamber because this is a holy man of God. This is the anointing that comes by here. Why was she saying that? She was saying because I wanted to have a room for me and I want it to be the best. I want it, I want it to be better than any Hyatt. I want it to be better than any, any Intercontinental. I want it to be better any, than any five-star hotel. I want the man of God. I want him to come here. Yeah. I want him here in this house. And so we're going to make a place, and we're going to build a place, and it's going to be so extravagant. I mean, just begin to study down about the lamp and the table and the bed. I mean, it's going to be so extravagant that he won't want to leave. Why? Because I want the anointing in my house. Yeah. Yeah. I want the anointing in my house. I don't want him going to somebody else's. I want the anointing in my house. Yeah. I want the power of God in my house. Yeah. I want the man of God in my house. I want the anointing of God yeah. in my house. And I know in order, honey, for us to do that, we're going to have to do something. We're going to have yeah. to spend some money. Yeah. We're going to have to spend some money we might not have. Yeah. We're going to have to sense, we're going to have to stretch ourselves. We're going to have to do something that we really doesn't make sense to do because, you know, because the people would come by and they look, what are you, what are you building this room for? You got this nice big old house. Now I'm building, now I'm building it for the man of God. Ah, typical preacher. Why can't he, he can stay in another room? No, I want him to have his own room. Right. And see, the world looks at that and they say, ah, oh, he's just stupid. He's just a man. Just a man. Oh, no, it's the anointing. More than a man, it's the anointing. It's more than a man, it's the anointing. More than a man, it's the anointing. More than a man, it's the anointing. See, understand something. If you want to go to another level, there's something required of you. Right. Something always required of you. Right. Something always required of you. If you want to go to a whole other level, there's something required of you. Guess what? Elisha, <clears throat> Elisha, before this, went to a whole other level. How did he get to that level? Because Elisha wouldn't take no for an answer. And when all the other sons of the prophets, school of the prophets, were telling him he's crazy because Elijah's going to be taken away. What are you doing following him around to four different cities? He was after something. 
Elisha was after something and he was willing to take the persecution. He was willing to take the criticism. He was, ready to, he was willing to take the mocking. He was ready and willing to go without. Why? Because there was something he was after that money could never buy. There's something that he was after. And he was willing to do whatever it took. And when you come to that place, when you're willing to do whatever it takes, you've just come to the place to where you, oh, you better just hold on because it's about ready to pour. It's about ready to rain. You're about ready to get overcome. You've got ready to get lost by the hand of mighty God. And it came to pass, all of a sudden, Elijah comes, Elisha comes by, and he's laying in the room, and obviously, all he could do is think about her, because he kept asking, and he had Gehazi ask, and after she left, I mean, he's searching, do you need me to speak to the king, do you need me to come out of the army, she basically said, I, I dwell among my own, if I want to talk to him, I'll talk to him, I'll he keeps searching, because he's wanting to do something. Why? Because understand something. Because of her act of faith, the anointing of God was released. I mean, this church is about ready to get so overcome, so overcome with iPads and computers. <laughs> Amen. No, because it's, it's impossible. It's a, it's a law. When you yeah. sow, it's a law you set in motion. Yeah. It's a spiritual law. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So finally, he says, Gehazi, what can we do from her? So Gehazi, and I'll finish it up. Gehazi says, well, she, you know what? She don't have a son. She's always wanted a son. She don't have her son, but now she, her husband's old. So she's come to the conclusion, hey, she's already dismissed it. She'll never have her son. So she calls her, so Elijah calls her. Because he, he was searching and searching and searching, and he found it. Oh, there it is. Well, she needs a miracle. She don't get it. She comes and stands in the doorway, and he says, this time next year, you'll brace a son. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says in the King James, No, my, my Lord, no, my man of God, no man of God, do not play with my emotions. You don't understand that's been the desire of my heart for all my life. Don't play with my emotions like that. This, this time next year, you'll have a son. You'll embrace a son. You know what? And it came to pass. Yeah. Came to pass. But why do you think it came to pass? Because this woman made room for it. Yeah. Yeah. She set in law. She set in motion a law, a spiritual law. That's why don't never pass up an opportunity to sow a seed. Yeah. Yeah. Never pass up. They always sow because it's a law. It's a spiritual law. It's a spiritual law. It's a spiritual law. Amen? Amen. That's, that's founded off what? Love. Because when you really love, guess what? You want to show your love. Solomon, Solomon sacrificed a thousand animals. He only had to sacrifice one lamb. He sacrificed a thousand. Why? It was a love gift to the Father. Amen. He only had to sacrifice one. He sacrificed a thousand. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah.
That's why I'm saying, that's why always, 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 always be open to hear. Because trust me, the Father will speak. Trust me, the Father will speak. Amen. And you, you listen. You show me. You show me a church that's that's a giving church, and you show me a church that's going after the souls, and I'll show you a church that'll never lie. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. And I just, in the name of Jesus, I just condemn every single one of you here to blessing. I condemn every single <laughs> one of you to great wealth, yes. great blessing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to yell. I'm going to give you an opportunity to sow a seed. I just needed to share that with you. Hallelujah. There's a whole much, 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 much more I could share along these lines. But if, listen, you have to, if you want to go to another level, then there's something required of you. Now let me say, let me, and I have to say this. Do not sow your tithes to other ministries. Your tithes go to the place you get fed. Yeah. goes to the church. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Come on, your tithe goes to the church. Amen. Amen? Because guess what? If you're ever in the hospital or if you ever need prayer, it's not me that's going to come pray for you. <laughs> if you're going through some stuff and you just need to talk to somebody, guess what? It's not me you're going to be talking to. It's going to be your pastor. Amen? Amen. And he's going to listen to you. Say the same thing over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm leaving that church. Why? What are you leaving for? They just I have no love. I was, you know, I was in the hospital and they never one time came and visited me. Oh, well, we're sorry about that. Really? Well, who did you call? Why well, we didn't call anybody. Well, how's the pastor supposed to come pray for you if you don't call and tell them you're in the hospital? Now, that happened to us when, we was, when I was an associate pastor. So a couple left the church because they was in the hospital. But she never, they never called the church and said they was in the hospital. Because if they would have called, it was, we'd have been right up there praying for her. See, that's how the enemy works. The enemy just gets in because ultimately, ultimately everything the enemy does, ultimately, because understand something. God, Satan hates God. So everything Satan does, he does because he hates God. Everything he does. That's why he comes at you the way he comes. That's why he does to certain Christians the things he does. Why? Because he's, get, he's trying to get at God because he hates God. And he wants to destroy lives. Because everything he does is about stealing, killing, and destroying. Amen? Hallelujah. Man, see... I start talking about these lines, this, this kind of subject, man. I just, get, I just, I can't get stopped because I know what I had to do. I know what I had to go through to get free. And let me just say this: <clears throat> once you get free, you got to keep doing it to stay free. Because yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something right now: the enemy will come back to you. Yeah, you'll let you you'll be free for a while. Next thing you know, the enemy will come back to you. You know, you know you really can't afford to give that. You know you really can't afford to give that. You're, you're like, well, man, what's going on here? I had this. This ain't, this ain't happened in a long time. Well, no, that's the enemy trying. He's trying to find that door to try to get back you back in bondage. And the moment he comes, you know what I do? Every time he comes to me, and he does. I can't remember last time he's done it. Now, 
because he knows what I do. Because every time he's come to me and told me, hey, you can't afford it, I've always doubled it. Right. One time I more than tripled it because he did it two times. I said, I told him, I said, if you, if you don't shut up, I'm going to double it. And he didn't shut up, and so I doubled it. And then he said, oh, you're really going to go without now. I said, if you say another word, I'm going to double this. And he said another word, and I doubled it. And I doubled it. Then I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no, but see, here's the, the way you stay free, you have to move in the opposite spirit. Yeah. Do you know why people take on offenses? Because they don't move in the opposite spirit. They take that offense. But if you don't want that offense to be in your life, you've got to move in the opposite spirit. Hallelujah. Anyway, the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for every seed and soul tonight. We give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Thank you for a mighty breakthrough in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that this is the last week in the name of Jesus that people in this church, members of this church, will have lack and go with lack and have sickness and disease in their body. We give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't leave, Sister Pastor Nicole. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I was looking, I was looking at that clock. I was thinking, time was slipping. I was thinking it was like 10.30. No, I'm serious. Now I just looked at my phone. It's 8.34. I was thinking to myself, did I go that long? That was hours. I think I didn't, couldn't have gone that long. <laughs> Hallelujah. It was early. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 2. Hallelujah. I'm, Acts, chapter, Acts chapter 2. Thank you, Lord. Acts chapter 1. Jesus says to the Disciples, he said, go, wait, go tarry in Jerusalem. Why? Because you're going to receive power. What kind of power? Well, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you, and you're going to receive power. And when that power comes, you're going to be my witnesses. Acts chapter 2, which is the fulfillment of the Holy Spirit coming. The Bible says the Holy Spirit came and filled the whole house where they were all sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. We jump over to Acts chapter 3. One year later, <clears throat> Peter and John were going up into the temple one afternoon to pray. And as they're going up into the temple to pray, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, before the 3 o'clock prayer service, as they approached the temple, a man lame from birth, was carried in. And each day he was put beside the temple gate to the one, the temple gate called the beautiful gate, so that he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked for some money. And Peter and John looked at him intently. And Peter said, look at us, or look on us. The lame man looked at them eagerly expecting to receive some money or expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you. Now you can't use that scripture right there. People, the people that are against prosperity, they'll use that scripture to prove, see, they didn't have no money. And, and that's, that's a statement based on ignorance because listen, we'll read the whole thing. 
but I'll give you what, I've, what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. And he jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking and leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. Now I want you to see something right here. Now, I want you to notice as a result of this, as a result of this, Peter and John got put in jail. And as a result of this, Peter and John got put in jail. Then they were let go, and then they were forbidden to speak any more in the name. Isn't it amazing? They were, not, they were not forbidden to preach. They were just forbidden to speak in the name, the name of Jesus. They were forbidden. But guess what? Christians need to learn something from the Bible. Christians never retreat. Yeah. We charge. Yeah. Yeah. We don't ever retreat. We charge. That's why I don't like yeah. retreats. I we having a Christian retreat. I don't go to retreats. They're unscriptural. Christians don't retreat. Well, come on, we don't retreat, we charge. Amen? Amen. We charge. Amen. We don't take no for an answer. Why? Because God backs. See, when you understand that God backs you, it's impossible for you to think the impossible. When you, when, when, you think, when you know God backs you, it's impossible for you to think like. It's impossible for you to think defeat. It's impossible. Why? Because you know God's with you. Oh, He's with you. Oh, you know He's with you. He's with you. He's with you like a mighty fire. He's with you. Hallelujah. He's with you. Amen? Amen. Yeah, you, should, you should be in a wheelchair right now, by the way. You should yeah. be laid up in bed. Yeah. But he's with you. Because yeah. I, heard I heard the story. I heard the story how your wife punched you. And, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> I heard how you fell off the scaffold. It was eight floors or whatever. Hallelujah. Eight feet. Hallelujah. But look, well, look, at, look at him now. He, had, he was strong enough to carry his wife out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, see, people, people just don't know who they are. But here's Peter and John. They're going into the, they're going into the temple, going to pray. Now I want you to see there's some characteristics about the early church. And you need to understand what these characteristics are. There are certain things that the early church did. I want you to know something about the early church. Because the, the reality is, do you know that we still live in the book of Acts? Do you know we still live in the book of Acts? Yeah. No, no, do you realize we still live? The yeah. book, out of 66 books of the Bible, there's only one book that doesn't have a conclusion. Yeah. There's only one book that doesn't have an ending. You know why? Because we, we write the last chapter. Right. We write the last chapter. Come on, we write the last chapter. We're still living in the book of Acts. That's really why I don't, I mean, I'll use it just because for people, but I, I really don't use or try not to use or don't like to use the word early church. And people use the word early church and, you know, I've, I use it. But, I mean, the reality is, is that I don't like to use the word early church because that gives people, that gives people a, that gives them a, 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 um, an idea that we're two different churches. We're not two different churches. We're the same church. We're not two different churches. Listen to me. We're not two different churches. We're the same church. We are the same church. No, we're the same church. No, we're the same church. We're not a different church. We're the same church. The same fire that fell on the day of Pentecost is the same fire that's been falling here. The same wind is the same wind now as it was then. The same glory is the same glory now as it was then. 
Come on, the same purpose. We have the same Holy Ghost. We have the same God. We have the same mission. We have the same purpose. Nothing's changed. I asked the Lord one time, how come you don't, how come, especially you turn on Christian TV, how, how come you don't really don't hear preachers talking about, you know, talking about, you know, you don't hear them reading from the book of Acts? Have you ever asked the, Pastor, have you ever asked the Lord a question, just to just have, maybe have a conversation, ask the Lord something, not even really expecting a response back, but you can get a response? I asked that, I said to the Lord one time, I said, Lord, how come you the preachers don't preach in the book of Acts much anymore? I wasn't even expecting him to speak back to me. I was just, just, making conversation and passing. And the Lord spoke back to him. You know what the Lord said to me? He said, because if they begin to preach from the book of Acts, then they have to explain to the people why they don't have what the book of Acts talks about. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> because I want you to notice, all throughout the book of Acts, the central theme is the Holy Ghost. Yeah. <coughs> the central theme is the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Why? Because Jesus said... I'm going to send him unto you. And when he comes to you, he's yeah. going to be your strength. He's going to be your helper. He's going to be your paraclete. He's going to be your God. You know what? This is, do, you, do you understand what it means to have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you? Do you realize that you never have to not know? Amen. What are you talking about? Never have, do you never have to not know? You know what? People don't know because they, they speak it. You know, people come to you. Hey, you know, kid, kid, tell me about this. Well, I don't know. Hey, do you know about it? No, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And they, that's all they speak. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And guess what? They speak it. That's why they don't know. But the reality is it's not even scriptural because the Bible says the one who knows all things lives on the inside of you. Yeah. Right. So the reality is we know all things. Yeah. I'm speaking to myself. Yeah. I'm speaking to myself. The reality is we know all things. That's why if we would just get quiet and just, and just listen to the Holy Ghost, guess what? We would know the answer. Why? Because the one who knows all things lives on the inside of us. Amen. And therefore, if he knows all things, guess what? You know all things. But people are just so, people are just so impatient. They don't want to take the time to wait. Now, people are just so impatient. Really, they're just so impatient. That we, that's why we live in a microwave, you know, drive-through society. Now we got apps. It's there. Now it's good, you know, Flip the thumb, turn on the iPhone, yeah. there's the app. We're the same church. Our mission hasn't changed. And if you look at the church, the church didn't do what they did by their own strength. Everything they did, they did by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And he lives on the inside of us. Jesus said one of the things that the Spirit of God will do when he comes. Think about this now. He said he will show you things to come. Do you know you never have to be caught off guard? Yeah. You never have to be caught off guard. You can always be in the know. You can always know it before it happens. Yeah. yeah. Because he shows you things to come. See, that's some of the insight. That's some of the insight. That's some of the benefits of being one with the Father. You never, you, you know it before it happens. Because the Bible says he shows you things to come. Hello, he shows you things to come. He shows you things to come. He shows you things to come. 
He shows you things to come. Hello. That's why you better God. That's why you better listen to him. You better listen. You know, you're on your way home. You're on your way home from church and you always go home the same direction. All of a sudden you feel not to go this direction. You know, you feel like to go the back. Well, maybe it's 10 minutes out of the way. But you just feel that you better do it. Because yeah. he knows all things. He knows what's ahead. Amen. Amen. What did Jesus say in John 14? It's best for you that I go away. Why? Because when I go away, the Holy Ghost is going to come. And when he comes, come on, he's going to reprove the world, rebuke the, of sin. He come on, He's going to take it to the Father, show it to us. Hello. Yeah. And he's going to show us things to come. Yeah. He's going to be our helper. He says, that's why we don't walk through this life. We don't go through this life on our own. The world goes on their own. Yeah. We don't go on our own. We got supernatural help. We got the help of our Father, the very one that raised Jesus from the dead, the very one that parted the Red Sea, the very one that raised our King from the dead lives on the inside of us and He leads us and He guides us. Us, and he shows us things to come. Yes. That's one of the benefits. That's why don't be tuned out. Don't be turned off. That's why have an ear to hear because he'll lead you. He'll yes. guide you. He'll redeem your life from destruction. I'll give you an example. My, my, I, I was, my, Mentor, Dr. Kenneth Hagan, was told the story one time when he was preach, he was pastor in this church. And he said one of his one of his spiritual deacons, <laughs> I guess there were some that wasn't, <laughs> but he said one of his spiritual ones. <laughs> he, he said, you know, he told the story how he had a dream. And he said he, he went because he worked in the oil field. And he had a dream, and in his dream, he saw his boss come to him and Listen, you know, listen, when it comes to computer stuff, I mean, I, I've, been, I've been hanging out this week with the one who knows all things. <laughs> His name's Pastor Brian. Right, hallelujah. Amen, Sister Nicole. Amen. And he said he had this dream, and he said he was going, he was sleeping, and this deacon, the spiritual one, was was or the elder was sleeping, and he said because he worked in the oil field, in his dream his boss comes to him, and tells him to go up and such and such derrick, and he said in his dream he climbed up on that derrick and he was working, and a cable snaps and swings by and chops his head off, and his head falls to, to the ground, and he wakes up, <laughs> and he knew. <laughs> He knew the Holy Ghost was showing things to come. You know when he goes to work that, that day? He's at work, and that dream began to play out. His boss comes to him, dressed the same way, everything. His boss comes to him and says, I need you to go up in such and such, Derek, and fix whatever his problem was. So he says to his boss, he says, you know, boss, he said, you know, I'm, you know, I'm faithful. I'm always on time. I'm a good worker. He said, but you know what? I'm a Christian. 
And I believe the Lord spoke to me last night in a dream. I believe the Holy Ghost was showing me something to come. And I saw myself go up there and the cable snapped and chopped my head off. And so today I just choose not to go up there. And there was another guy around and says, Ah, I'll go up there, boss. I don't believe in that superstitious stuff. The man climbed up there, climbed up there, and he's, he was working. And the cable snapped. And the man's head fell at the feet of the elder who had the dream. Why? The Holy Ghost will show you things to come. How did the Bible says in Psalms, He redeems our life from destruction, correct? Well, how does He do that? By the Holy Ghost. What's the Holy Ghost do? He'll show you things to come. Yeah. That's why when He shows you something, listen, if you, if you wake up and you don't feel like your son should get on that school bus, you better not get on the school bus. Right. You better take him. Yeah. Yeah. You better take him. Hello. Yeah. Don't let him get on the school bus. You take him. Even if you have to be late for work, you take him. Hello. Yes. See, then that, that's the problem. People, people try to reason everything out. They'll try to justify everything. Well, you know, it's just, I'll be late for work. You know, I really can't afford to be late for work. No, 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 no. The Holy Ghost knows all things. Yeah. The one who knows all things is showing you something. You better obey him. Amen. Yes. Amen? You better Amen. obey him. Amen. If you feel like your kid shouldn't go to that church camp, then don't let him go. Mm-hmm. Don't justify it. Well, you know, it's a church camp. What can go wrong? Or maybe a drunk driver will hit the bus. Right. Like happened in the 80s in Kentucky. Hello? Yeah. He'll show you things to come. He'll show you things to come. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank God for the precious Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. And you know what? You'll, you'll be going about your day and all of a sudden... All of a sudden, he'll come on you. That's what happened here with Peter and John. They were going up to pray. They were just going up. They were going up to pray. And as they go, they, they'd seen that man there before. Yeah. Jesus had been through that gate. And the Bible says the man's 40 years old. and He'd been laid there daily since his mother's womb. Just laid at the gate. Laid at the gate. Laid at the gate. No matter telling how many times they saw the man. But all of a sudden, something's different this day. They're going through the gate and all of a sudden, why do you think Peter and John was able to say, such as I have, give out because they had something. They had something. Something was deposited that moment. It's called the gift of faith. It's called the work of the miracles was deposited that moment. They had something. Now they didn't reason it out. Why? Because they knew. See, when you, when you know the Holy Ghost and you fellowship with the Holy Ghost, you know when He comes. They knew. They didn't stop and reason it out. Well, man, we're here through all the time. The guy's always here. No, they'll notice that's not what they did. They stopped and they looked at Him. And the man begins now because they, now the man's got his attention. Now the man's got their attention. Now the man expects to receive. And then Peter says, look, you're after some money. I don't have, it's not money that I got to give you, but I got something to give you. They were, they were not saying, I don't have any money because I ain't got no money. Yeah. It's not what they were saying. Because the man was after uh, something natural. 
But guess what? The very thing the man was after is going to bring the man back doing the same thing the next day. Peter says, would you after something that's natural? But I got something from heaven. I've got something from God. And it's going to change your life right now. It's going to change your life. Money is not going to change your life. Silver and gold is not going to change your life. But God's given me something for you that's going to change your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, rise up and walk. And the Bible says that then now they activated the faith and they bent down and they grabbed the man and they pulled him out. And when they did, the power of God hits the man's legs. And the Bible says that he goes walking into the temple with them, walking and leaping and yeah. praising God. Walking and leaping. And he never walked a day in his life. But he goes walking and leaping and praising God. Why? Because the church came through. Yeah. The church, the yeah. blood-bought church church of the living God came through and they were bold. They were not timid. They were bold. I've got something for you. What you're after I don't got, but I've got something from heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. I've got it and you can have it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Notice the name of Jesus was involved. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we got a name that's so glorious. Oh, we got a name that if we just use that name, every demon in hell bows its knee. Every sickness and disease bows its knee. The name of Jesus. 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 Amen. Oh, it's such a mighty name. Oh, it's such a mighty name. Oh, it's such a I was reading here not long ago. I was reading the story of a little girl who got kidnapped. And the little girl, who's a Christian little girl, she's only like six, seven years old, got kidnapped. And the, and the little girl in the back seat of the car, because they threw her in the back seat of the car, she, all she would begin to do, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And the guy who kidnapped her started shouting. I said, stop saying that. Stop saying that. In the name of Jesus. Then finally the man stopped the car and told her to get out. Shout, get out, just get out. Because the police called him. They asked him and he told them the whole story. She went, you know what the police said? The, the police, he told the police she wouldn't stop saying that name. Oh, why? Oh, because the name that the name that she's speaking on her lips is greater than the devils that that man was full of. Hallelujah. And the devils had to submit. They had to bow their knee. Why? Because there's a name that she was using that's above every name. The name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Then, they, then they get put in jail. Then they get put in jail. And notice they, they're told, don't, don't, don't pre you can pray, don't preach that name. Don't preach that name. Don't preach that name. But guess what? Thank God they had a church. Thank yeah. God they had a church to yeah. go to. And if you got an internet church, then this don't apply to you. You're unscriptural. That's why your life's a mess. I got a church on the internet. No such thing. No such thing. No such thing. That's right. See, Peter and John had somewhere to go. The Bible says they came to their yeah. own company. Yes. They came to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said. And then you know what they begin to do? They begin to do what we've been doing today and then yesterday and the day before. You know what they begin to do? They begin to pray. 
And they begin to pray. They didn't notice they was, they were not, they was not praying to retreat. They were not praying, well, where should we go? They were praying that God would move. And that signs and wonders and miracles that we'd perform. They were praying for boldness. Grant unto thy servants boldness that we might boldly speak and proclaim. Notice they prayed for boldness. You know you can pray for boldness. You You can't pray for faith, but you can pray for boldness. Come on, you can pray for boldness. Notice they prayed for boldness. They prayed for boldness. And the Bible says, and the place was shaken. And the Bible says, the the place was shaken. And the Bible says, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, wait a minute. I thought they got filled with the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2. They did. They got filled again. Amen? See, understand, there's there's one initial baptism, but there's many refillings. Come on, there's one initial baptism. There's many. There's many. Come on. There's many refillings. And guess what? They just got refilled again. They got charged. Why? Because they had a place to go. They had a company and they had a place to go where the Holy Ghost couldn't get around like-minded people full of faith, like-minded people that are full of the Word, like-minded people that were not compromised. Compromise is not even in their DNA. Ain't compromising nothing. Glory to God and people that knew how to pray. That's why you need to have a church. That's why a church is so important. You need to have a family. You need to have a company where they know how to pray. Amen. They they believe in prayer. Listen, churches today don't even believe in prayer. No, churches today don't even believe in prayer. I'll say it again. Churches today don't even believe in prayer. I mean, they'll they'll have a prayer meeting. Then some of us they think they think they think they're doing something really great. They have a you know they, they have they have a one hour prayer meeting a week, one hour. Some churches don't even get they don't even get that. They don't even get that. And then you got some got one hour prayer. At least well at least they're praying an hour. Bible says that says listen listen. <laughs> I mean, and here's what's so amazing. So you got some of these churches, they'll spend millions and millions and millions of dollars and build this nice, big, beautiful Ephesus and the doors are open one day a week. Why build a beautiful building, spend millions of dollars, it's going to be open once a week? It's a waste. Hallelujah. I know we just had at our church history a couple months ago, we we just had an all-night prayer meeting. Hallelujah. And I just happened to be home. My wife and I, we, we, went, we went at 6 o'clock at night, came to the church 6 o'clock at night, and prayed from 6 o'clock at night to 6 o'clock in the morning. Just 12 hours nonstop. We prayed for the nation. Amen? See, you change things through prayer. Prayer does change things. No, prayer does change things. No, prayer does change things. No, prayer does change things. That's why the enemy does everything he can to keep you from praying. Because he knows the moment you get to praying. Why? Because, oh, you can come boldly to the throne of God. You can come boldly to the throne of God. You can come boldly to the throne of God. Amen? Because when men of God, when men and women begin to pray, when, when the family of God begins to pray, mountains start to move. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. We start to get things done. Why? Yes. Because now we go, we're coming the way, right way. Yeah. We're coming by the Spirit. And everything that happens in the natural first happens in the Spirit. Everything. Yeah. Everything that happens in the natural first happens in the realm of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. But I want you to notice what the early church, they, 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 were, they, they prayed. I mean, we can go all through the book of Acts. I mean, I mean listen, Peter, Peter got delivered from, 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 from prison. Why? Because they prayed. Yeah. They were praying. Then he came and knocked on the door, and then they didn't even believe it was him. <laughs> <laughs> but they were praying. Amen? They were praying. They, were, they, they prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed. Prayer should be something that we do oh, on a regular, continual basis. On a regular, continual basis. Korashe. On a regular basis. Pray. Amen? Prayerless Christians are weak Christians. Then they were people of the word. You got to be strong in the word. You got to be strong in the word. And they were bold. They were bold. Say bold. They were bold. bold. Hallelujah. You listen, you want to see miracles, get bold. No, you got to get bold. That's why they prayed for boldness. You got to be bold. I, I remember here not long ago, well, actually, it was a long time, it was a number of years ago. I used to have a Harley when I used to ride. And, and I actually just I sold it and so, so a couple of bikers. I used to have a lot of friends that were bikers. For some reason, the bikers just—they, uh, a lot of bikers like me. And I actually asked them because uh, I'm because I'm not the biker kind of dude, you know. And but they, you know what? They, they 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 said because you're real. You're not religious. You're real. And so I had one of this one these one bikers used to be an old outlaw and wanted to go riding, and so. Finally, I, I knew I was going to sell my bike it's just because I'm gone so much. And when I come home, I'm not riding it. I'm... So I, I, um, I said, hey, come on, let's go for a ride. He said, man, there's this, there's this thing going on. And come, come ride with me and another guy. And so he, he got on his bike and put his wife on the bike and another guy. And so I'm just, we're just riding. I didn't know where we was going. I mean, we went a long ride. I mean, we, so finally we, we put in this, old, this, this small town in Florida I start hearing all this noise. You can hear it miles away. I didn't know I was going to a bike rally. <laughs> I mean, it's bikers. I mean, real bikers. You know, I mean, gangs there. And I'm, I'm pulling. I'm like, oh, where am I at? <laughs> Obviously, I'm, there's a reason why I'm here. And I remember when I'm there, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm not going to stay that long. It's just not my world. You know what I mean? It's just not my world. And uh, so... We're there, and so my, my friend, his name is Michael, has gone home to be with the Lord. He used to be an old outlaw. He's got tattoos all over him. And um, I found he used, to, he used to wear a bandana because he has a, his forehead was tattooed. And it was not a very nice word, not a Christian word. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, had, he wore a bandana and he had long hair and he had a, he had a long beard, but he had, what, what do you call it, braided. And tattoos all over him. So he's going to get in this tattoo contest. So I was like, so I was like, you know, I, I told him, I said, you know what, Mike, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to leave, you know. And he said, well, man, let's, let's stay for the tattoo contest. I'm going to get in this tattoo contest and I'm going to win. I'm like, oh, okay, for you. And there's like a thousand, there was a, well, there's thousands of people there, but this con tattoo contest is a thousand people. And so they have all these, you know, bikers and these biker chicks get up there and and they, you know, they're showing their tattoos, and I'm, I'm sitting there, sort of like, 
you know, and then this one lady, she's like 80-some years old, you know, she gets up there and showing her tattoos, and I'm, you know, thank God, and then there was no nudity or nothing, nudity or anything like that, but, you know, they just showing their tattoos off, and this lady, she's 80-some years old, and gets off and shows her tattoos, and I'm like, ah! I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's an image in my head I don't need. You know, all proud of it and stuff, and I'm like, oh. Lord, why am I here? <laughs> and they get up and they show their tattoos and the crowd, you know, they got their they got their you know beer bottles and their whiskey bottles and their cigarettes and other kind of cigarettes and <laughs> they got <laughs> they're gonna and they get up yeah just over a tattoo. I'm like they're going they're they're all going yeah and I'm going ah. <laughs> <laughs> And I started hearing people around me talking, and then I heard this lady. I heard this lady in the distance. I heard this lady goes, "I've, I've done. I've done too much in my life for God to forgive me." Man, then my heart starts breaking, and they believe this. Then they start shouting again to my friends up there, and he's in his tattoos, and then his wife comes to me, and I'm like, "Done. I'm like, I'm done." And his wife comes to me, she says, calls me Pastor Richard. Pastor Richard, I got it. The Lord gave me an idea how to get every one of these people saved today. And I'm like, well, let's hear it. So she tells me her idea, and I'm like, you go, girl. And I was going to leave, and I'm like, no, I'm going to stay for this one. <laughs> so she gets up there, and she tells the MC, she says, I want to pray for the troops. So the MC comes and says, says, ladies and gentlemen, we have Lisa Moses here. That's the husband. This is the wife of Michael Moses down there in the end. Yeah, with the whiskey balls and everything. And she's going to pray. And they went from, yeah, to. <laughs> I was like shocked. They take out their hats, put their hand on their heart with their Budweiser or their Jack Daniels. And I was like, and they bow their head. And I'm like, you don't even, you don't even get this in church. Yeah. Yeah. The reverence. Because a lot of them are ex-military anyway. Right. And she gets up there and she starts praying for the troops. The next thing she knows after she prays for the troops, because she, she had everybody bow their head and close their eyes. Then after she prays for the troops, she says, now keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed and say this with me right now. Invite Jesus into your heart and say this with me. Dear Jesus. And they're like, dear Jesus. They all, the thousand of them. I'm like, forgive me my sin. Forgive me my sin. Jesus died for me. Jesus died for me. Jesus was nailed to a cross for me. Jesus was nailed to a cross for me. Forgive me and come into my heart. Forgive me and come into my heart. Wash me in your blood. Wash. And they're all saying this while they got their whiskey bottles and their beer bottles and their cigarettes and their other cigarettes and their other stuff. And they're saying this and they're confessing him as Lord and Savior on the cross yeah. to come in their heart. Wash him in the blood. And wash me in the blood. Wash me in the blood. In the name of Jesus, come into my heart. In the name of Jesus, come into my heart. Amen. Amen. And, they, and I look up and after she goes, Amen. They all said amen, and then they go, yeah, <laughs> with their whiskey bottles and everything. I was blown away. Then I'm like, now I'm like, now I'm feeling, get out. I'm leaving. I said, I'm going. I said, see, let's see, Lisa. 
Bye. And I got out and I rode out of there. The next morning, I saw her in church because it was on a Saturday. I saw her in church the next morning. I said, tell me what happened. She said, you never believe what happened. She said, you know, after I prayed for all those people, she said, the rest of the day and the rest of the night, we didn't get home until this morning. I, wa I walked down the sidewalk or I walked through the field and, and people come up to me with tears in their eyes. Hey, lady, you're that lady that prayed that prayer. I prayed that prayer with you. I, pray, I, I feel different. She said, uh, people, some bikers across the street, hey, lady, I prayed that prayer with you. Let me tell you something. That was a mighty harvest. How do you think that happened? Because she was bold. She was bold. She was bold. I remember one time I was at a nursing home. And I'm walking out of the nursing home. And they was having lunch. And I look in the lunchroom. And there's like, I don't know, 70, 80 of these senior citizens in the nursing home eating. I walked in the nursing. I walked into the lunchroom. I said to the lady, I said, ma'am, can I pray for all these people? She said, well, sure. So I, 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 I hollered. I said, excuse me. Excuse me. Can I have your attention, please? I'm so-and-so. I'm, I'm a pastor from here representing River Church. I said, I want to pray for you. Bow your heads and let's pray for your food. So they all bowed their heads. And I prayed over the food. Then after I blessed the food, I said the same, I did the same thing Lisa did. I said, now keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed and pray this with me. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. And, and, and they prayed it. Some of them didn't, but the majority of them did. Got to be bold. Yeah. You got to be bold. Yeah. No, you got to be bold. <laughs> you got to be bold. Yes. I had a, you, know how, you know how I got saved? I got saved because there was a guy in my school who would come up to me every day and tell me about Jesus. And he was known as the religious fanatic in the, church, in the school. He was the religious guy. He's the, no, he was the Jesus freak. He was the Jesus freak. Because he told everybody about, everybody about Jesus. I'm still good friends with him. I just talked to him the other day. But he'd come up to me. He'd come up to me every day. Every day he'd come up to me. He'd come up to me every day. And he'd say to me, he'd say, Hey, Ricky, hey, man, you accepted Jesus yet? You know, if you don't accept Jesus, you're going to hell. And he'd smile. <laughs> no, he would do it every day. I, I would be, I would be out places at, at, at night. I'd be out places because back, you know, when I was a teen, we all had our, you know, our muscle cars, and I mean, we just, you know, certain we had. A, I love the era, the muscle cars. You know, I mean, I still a muscle car guy, and you know, I, I remember one time. I mean, I'm there with my friends. And, and, and we're in a cloud, and all of a sudden, poom, here's his face. <laughs> and I'm like, he can't, I can't get away from this guy. I mean, and then there was, it wasn't the glory cloud I was in either. <laughs> it was another cloud. And here he is, and he said, oh, Rick, you know you shouldn't be doing that. He said, man, you accepted Jesus yet? You know, if you don't, you're going to hell. <laughs> but you know, he'd do that, he would do that all the time. You know, you know what? Eventually, eventually he was in school and he'd give me these tracks. You know, you remember the old ch the ch chick tracks? Yep. You know, had cartoons. Yep. And every one of those tracks, somewhere in that track, shows somebody falling off a cliff into hell. And I'm reading it, and that's how I got saved because I had a revelation of hell. And I remember, I remember looking at him, and I remember looking at him, and I said, I don't want to go to hell. 
And he just smiles. He says, come to church with me. So I went to church with him. I went to church with him on a Thursday night. Gave my life to Jesus on Thursday night. Went to a prayer meeting on Friday night. Got filled with the Holy Ghost on Friday night. And on Saturday night, we was out on the streets telling people about Jesus. Amen. And we're still good friends today. But you know what? Because he was, he was bold and he didn't care about the persecution that he got because everybody in school called him the religious freak. But you know what? Many people got saved in the school and, and I'm one of them. And everything that happens in our ministry, every single thing that happens, he gets credit. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Amen? I tell you the Lord is good. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I tell you the Lord is good. Praise yeah. the Lord. Hallelujah. I tell you the Lord is good. Come, come here, sister. Hallelujah. You, come here. Stacy, right? Stephanie. I knew it started with an S. Just lift your hands. Oh, Rafa, and she never the same. Boldness in the name of Jesus. Whew, the fire of the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah. From, from your head to the, the field. Whew, never the same. Never the same, 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 never the same. Oh, never the same. Never, 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 never the same. Oh, Come, the fire of the Holy Ghost. I need to, for Sister, Sister NC State. It was Sister Lifeguard. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Rabban, lift your hands. Oh, Rabban. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that a name, 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 that how do you know? Huh? He told me. Have you made him your Lord? Yes. Just do this with me. Your name's Amber, right? Mm-hmm. Just say this with me. Say, Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I give you my life. I give you my life. I surrender everything to you. I surrender everything to you. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you died for me. That you was nailed to a cross for me. That you were nailed to a cross for me. And that you went to hell for me. And that you went to hell for me. And you was raised from the dead. And you was raised from the dead. And you said, If I believe that, I'd be saved. And you said, If if I'd I believe, believe that, that, I'd be safe. And I believe. And I believe. Come into my heart now. Come into my heart now. And give me your life. And give me your life. I receive your life. I receive your life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to pray for this. Lift your hands. I'm going to pray for you. And the Lord's going to touch you. Because he's got a plan for you. He's got a plan for you. His plan for you is bigger than your plan for you. He's got a plan for you. And he cares. Let's close your eyes. I'm going to pray for you. Lord Jesus, thank you for Amber. I'm going to lay my hands upon you. And then... Jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the power of God going right in you. That's the power of God. Jesus. That's the power of God, Amber. Hallelujah. Jesus.
That's a mighty, 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 mighty girl right there. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Come here, sister. Ask big. Hallelujah. Come, bro, bashiste, vre bashista. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord, I thank you. And this is lady right here. Can I pray for you? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. What's your name? Dana. Where do you go to church? I don't go anywhere right now. You don't go anywhere right now? Do you live in town? Hallelujah. Well, you know what? You don't have to look any further. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I do. Yes, I do. Father, I, what's your name? Dina. Lord, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the name. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come here. Sister Dignified. <laughs> Hallelujah, hallelujah, Father, I thank you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, in the name, you'll never, you will never, you will never, be the same again. You will never be the same again. You will never be the same again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your touch. Never the same. Jesus. I tell you, the Lord is good. Yes. Amen. Amen. Isn't the Lord good? Yes. Hallelujah. Come here. Come here. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your touch. Jesus. That joy bubble out of your belly. That joy bubble out of your belly. That joy bubble out of your belly. I can tell him I'll have to prime the pump tonight. That the joy bubble out of your belly. Go ahead. Sister. Pocahontas. At the Mexicans on. Let the joy bow by your belly. <laughs> the joy bow by your belly. Yeah, that's it. That's it, sister. Sister, ask me. Let the joy bow by your belly. The joy bow by your belly. I said, sister dignified. Let the joy bubble. Yeah, let the joy. Oh, there it is. 
Yeah, I see teeth. We got breakthrough. Hallelujah. That's it, maniac. That's it. That's it, Pocahontas. That's it, sister. That's it, sister. That's it, sister. The sister, the lady that's married to Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Hallelujah. What is your name anyway? What is your name anyway? William. William, lift your hands for you. Lord, I thank you. Jesus. Lord, I thank you. She fire of the Holy Ghost. You gotta know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. No when to walk away. No when to run. <laughs> now everybody's gonna start calling him Kenny. That's it. That's it, Miss Rogers. Drunk. Go ahead, drunk. See Pocahontas. She got Mexicans. Hallelujah. Oh, that's it, sister dignified. Hallelujah. I can tell. She's just waiting. She's just waiting for me. She's just waiting for me to call her out. I can tell. You'll never be the same after this week. This week you'll never be the same. The Lord's touched you, hasn't he? I can see it all over your face. You got a, you got a glow about you. you. You know, you look free. You didn't look free the other night, but oh, but never. Oh, this, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, rabasata, rabasata, rabakatai. Oh, the fire of the Holy Ghost. Oh, shaka, rabakita. Oh, hallelujah. She looks free. See how free she looks? She looked that way the other night. Oh, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Oh yeah, yeah. This is how, this is how you have a strong, happy marriage right here. You get drunk together, Hallelujah. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta get drunk together. Oh yeah, go, go ahead. The, the, oh, go ahead, you three up in the heavens. See the good thing about modern technology, Hallelujah. Never the same. Put you by Pocahontas right here. <laughs> Never the same. Oh, I feel it. Glory to God. 
The fire of the Holy Ghost. The fire of the Holy Ghost. The fire of the Holy Ghost. Jesus. Hallelujah. Ooh, Lord, I thank you that you bring the drummer in in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord, come up. Greg. Yes. Almost called you Brad again. Hallelujah. The Lord touched you last night, huh? <laughs> you know, you can tell people just stay calm for a few days and they, are, they, they just learn the, ro- the routine. They come up and... <laughs> Jesus. Whew. The fire of the Holy Ghost. They just learn it. <laughs> they come. Hallelujah. Yeah. Go ahead. Have some more. Go ahead. Have some more. Go ahead. You can get drunk now. Your friend left. Go ahead and have some more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, what was my wife? Was she translated this? <laughs> didn't change. <laughs> I didn't change, did I? <laughs> Must be on the phone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, Mama. God, I tell you, the Lord is good. Amen? Amen. I'll tell you what, you know, church, I just want to tell you what, what, what an awesome church you, you're a part of and what awesome leaders and awesome pastors you have. Amen. If you have awesome pastors, and take care of them. Amen? Amen. Take care of them. You know, there's, there's, it's true that if you don't take care of the ones that God sends you, then God will send them someplace where they are, they are taken care of. Amen. Not that you don't take care of them. I'm just saying, you know, you take care of the ones. Make sure they get to Hawaii every year. <laughs> make sure they have always have new cars. Amen. Amen. And make sure. Is Sister Nicole, am I saying everything you told me to say? Am I leaving anything? <laughs> <laughs> I'm teaching. Let, let, let me just say this. I want to, because I want the church to know, and then the, the, those drinkers on the floor. Do you know there's not one, not one time this week, ever, not one time did Pastor and I ever talk about anybody here or any situation people's going through in the church. Nothing. That's right. Not one time. Not one time. So people think, well, I wonder if Pastor talked to me about that because he's talking about nothing. We didn't talk one time about nothing. Not one time about anything. Not one time. Not one time. Hallelujah. Besides that, when I get around him, I, I need to know about electronics. <laughs> I need to know about I need to know about iPads and phones and <laughs> and, and people learn the routine. <laughs> See, see, we 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 have cleared a whole new path for you, Pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. How you doing, Brother Chip? I'm doing good. I'm great. You'll never be the same. I know your name is Chad. 
I've just been playing with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm glad you do. Never the same. Jesus. 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 Go ahead. You, have, you need another drink. I, uh, I met your husband. You need another drink. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and have another drink. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit you so hard. I'm sorry. I did not mean to hit you so hard. I am sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit your husband so hard. I'm sorry. When the car goes, you get translated. Hallelujah. I tell you the Lord, is there anybody out in the hall? Let me just see. It's modern technology. Nobody's out there? Oh, she's on the phone. Oh. Rabaki Daria. Fire! Fire! I'm still here. Fire! Never the same. Never the same. Never the same. Never the same, little ass big. Never the same, brother ass big. Never the same. I was just making my way this way. Come here. Put you over here. <laughs> Never the same, sister. Pocahontas. I brought you a drinking buddy. Jesus. Since, since your husband's not able to drink with you tonight, I got you a drinking buddy. Never the same. Never the same. Never the same. Never, it doesn't help the fan. Never the same. Never the same. Never the same. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I tell you, you know, I minister with it. My hand's on fire. I minister with a tangible anointing. Hallelujah. And that's what we, the Holy Ghost was teaching you last night. Hallelujah. Because there's a, there's a lot of not a lot of things you're going to do. Hallelujah. There's a lot of things you're going to do. There's a lot of things you and your sister's going to do. She's out right now. Got her Cinderella slippers on. Cinderella. The prince is coming, but it's not yet. The Holy Ghost Prince. <laughs> so just go ahead and drink with Pocahontas. <laughs> you know what's so crazy is that some of my family, they did the family tree and all the way down to like, you know, my great, 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 whatever, grandmother, 
was actually Pocahontas. <laughs> really, that's like whatever generations that would be, whenever that was, you know. I didn't get her complexion, I know. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true, but that's what they told me. I had some family members that swelled by it. No, 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 they did it. I don't know. Does that, does that kind of stuff means nothing to me. I know where my citizenship is. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's why I told you the other night, I don't kiss the ground anymore because, I'm, you know, I was being carnal. We, we're, we're, listen, we've we got to be heavenly minded, spiritually minded. Amen. My citizenship is in heaven. Glory to God. Amen. That's it, sister. That's it. That's it. Sister Leopard. We got, we got Sister Pocahontas, Sister Leopard, and Cinderella. Have some more. Some more. This is a drinking station. What are y'all stopping for? Come on. Go ahead, Miss Rogers. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Come on, Miss Rogers. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You got to count your blessings. That was me. That was me. That was me. Go ahead. There you go. Let that, yeah, 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 that's it. Let that joy bubble. There you go, Amber. Let that joy bubble out of your belly. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Have some more. Have some more. Have, yeah, that's it, Amber. Is this y'all's daughter? It's my niece. It's your niece. Why, Lord, I know your uncle. Dear Lord Jesus. Have some more. <laughs> Your daughter, okay. <laughs> oh, that's it. Something's happening tonight, Miss Rogers. <laughs> Hallelujah! It just dawned on me tonight. I never did. I just, it just dawned on me tonight. Kenny's in my service. <laughs> He's probably thinking, "Why don't you say something new?" I get that all the time. You get that all the time, yeah. Do you know who people used to tell me before I lost weight? Because I've lost a lot of weight. Well, yeah, to me it was a lot. And um, see, I'm what I'm like 159, 160 now. I got up to like 206. But you know, everywhere I'd go, you know what people would tell me I look like? People say, anybody ever tell you you look like Bill Clinton? They used to get that. I used to get that all the time. Did you see it, Paul? They used to tell me all the time. I just had somebody in the elevator just when I was in Memphis. Sir, anybody ever tell you you sound like Bill Clinton? <laughs> I tell you, I did not. 
<laughs> I still don't know why I'm married to that woman. <laughs> What's her name? Hillary. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thought you was on the floor. You got up. Come here, you three. Never the same. Come on this side. How old are you? How old are you? Fifteen? How are you? Lift your hands. Lord Jesus, close your eyes. Touch these. Touch these three. And we'll give you a new name. Lord, this is the Rondai, Shondai, Hondai sisters. <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> Filled with the Holy Ghost. Baptized in the fire of God. Filled with the glory. Never the same, Sister Rondai, Sister Shondai. Yeah, that's it, Sister Hondai. Hallelujah. Sister Askabig. Go ahead, Amber. Go ahead. Stacy. Oh, not, not Stacy. Go ahead, Sister. Go ahead, let that flow. Come on. Let that, come on, it's okay. You can let loose now. Your friend left. Go ahead, you can let loose. You never, come on, maniac. That's it, Miss Rogers. Come on. Come on, leper. Come on. Come on. Let that bubble out your belly. Come on. Let that bubble out your belly. Somebody's, what are you doing? You work it. People don't even know how to flow with the Holy Ghost. It's just like you'll see people that's used in miracles a lot. You can wa- I, I, You go back and watch them. You go back and watch the old video of A.E. Allen. You watch him working the miracles. It's the same with when it comes to the move of God. When it comes to, Amen. Because the reality is, tongues comes from the same place joy comes from. Joy comes from the same place tongues come from. But people, people need to hook up. With, people need to hook up to that river. Yeah. Amen. You can laugh yourself well. Yeah. You can laugh yourself healed. Yeah. You can. You can laugh yourself delivered. <laughs> you know, I, I find for for me, because we live this way. You know, for me, I can't even watch anything hardly that's. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the sounds of revival. It's very hard for me to watch like some shows that like with some comedy. Because if I get to laughing, next thing I know, I hook up. And I... <laughs>
I do. I'll hook up and I'll start laughing. And then people around me are like, okay, it's not that funny. But they don't know. I'm not laughing but at, the, at the, the comedy skit anymore. I'm laughing because I've hooked up. I remember one time I was with a, a minister and his family, an evangelist. And I went up to their, their suite because they had their family with them. And they had on the, the show Home Alone. You know the Home Alone show? And there was a part in there where the kid was like throwing like paint cans and tools and fire to the two guys. And I started laughing. Next thing I know, I'm actually laying on my back on the floor laughing. But I hooked up to the, I hooked up to the river and, and they're, they're looking at me like, okay, it was funny, but listen, it's not that funny. But no, 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 it's not, I ain't laughing anymore at the screen. I'm laughing because I hooked up to the river. That's why the Bible says that at, at, at destruction and famine, at famine and destruction, we'll what? Laugh. See, if you just learn to hook up to that river on the inside, you, you'll, you'll never, ever, 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 ever again even know what depression is. I'm talking to you, sister. You, you learn to live this way and stay, and stay in church, you'll never face depression again. I don't mind snorting. Just don't make sure. That doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother. I just don't want anything to come out. But other than that, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> That's how you, what's her name? Tiffany. Huh, Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> no more depression. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, you stay, you stay. You stay in this church, Tiffany. Brother Greg. Never the same. Where's sister, where's sister Shannon? Shannon. Uh, she didn't get home until about nine, I think. So oh, okay. She works two jobs. So she works two jobs. Well, that's understandable. You hear me, Tiffany? You never leave the church. You stay this way. You'll, you stay this way. You'll never, ever, ever, ever even know what depression is ever again. You just learn, you learn, right now the Lord's showing you how to live out of your belly. Amen? <laughs> ha ha. There you go. Never the same. Oh. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Amen? Amen? <laughs> Amen? 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 Come on, Amen? Never the same, never the same, never the same. Mama Chad, never the same, never the same. Chad's mom, Chad's wife, never the same, <laughs> never the same, never the same. Chad's wife, sister Chad's wife, never the same. Oh, come, come here, Paul, brother. Brother Dignified's husband. <laughs> Father, is there, is it, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for that anointing. For, in, in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name 
of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. The fire of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it, Paul. That's it, Paul. Hey, Paul. same Paul that's it Paul's wife sister Paul's wife do y'all have kids oh you do okay oh you want more kids huh no okay (laughs) <laughs> he got out of the Holy Ghost real quick, didn't he? <laughs> well, that settles it. You got to be in agreement. But then... Have a drink for your husband. Maybe you want more kids. No? <laughs> Who's wanting kids? Are you married? Are you wanting kids? You don't have any kids? Sister Hyundai. Oh. You are? Well, come here. I just kept hearing it. Yeah, Amen. Believing for another, is your husband in agreement now? I had to ask him again, but the last time he was. <laughs> okay. Want a boy or a girl? A boy. Jan's father in, in the name of Je- <laughs> Jesus. Loose it. Yeah. Receive that son in the name of Jesus. Receive your son. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now when you leave here, put your faith at work. And go home, stop off and get some diapers. The blue diapers. (laughs) Pink is girly. Blue is boys. Amen? I'm serious, actually. You have to put faith. Put faith to work. Put faith in action. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else leaving for any more kids? Anybody? Sister Nicole? No. Sapasatarabakita. Never the same. Ha, ha, ha.
<laughs> she was. She was. She was. She's going to make sure no law got set in motion on that one. <laughs> I'll wait till next. What <laughs> 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 well, about you, Sister Maniac? Kids? Yes. <laughs> you have twin boys? She says she'll take twins. Never the same. Now, now she wants twins. Sister, if you want twins, if you have twin boys, you have to name them Brian and Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Actually, we've had over the years lot, a lot of success in that area. I mean, the Lord uses in that area in bikes, a lot of a lot of bikes. Lots of bikes. <laughs> Offering envelopes, brother. Didn't know if we were supposed to receive another one or not. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sweetheart, how are you? I know you got raptured there for a little bit. He let you come back to me, huh? Come here. Anything you would like to share before? You don't? So, you, trust me, you are witnessing a sign and a wonder. <laughs> Anytime you get a lady that can't talk, that's a miracle. <laughs> Honey, I'm not talking about you. Talk about Sister Nicole, not you. I'm talking about Mama Corn. (laughs) 
Hallelujah. The Lord is good, isn't he? Yes. Lord, I thank you for these two. Lord, I thank you for the fire of the Holy Ghost and an increase in the word of knowledge. An increase in the working of miracles. An increase in the gift of healing. Lord, I thank you for an increase discerning the spirits and the word of wisdom. Lord, I thank you for an increase in the gifts of the spirit. Lord, I thank you that supernaturally you begin to speak to them in the night hour in dreams and visions. Lord, I thank you that from the day, from this night on, that supernaturally they'll walk in the supernatural. That supernaturally they'll know the whole story when people come to talk. Supernaturally. And Lord, I thank you. Lord, you can trust them. And Lord, I thank you for a great, more than enough, mighty breakthrough in the area of finances. Lord, I thank you that there's more than enough. Lord, I thank you that there's more than enough. Lord, I thank you that there's more than enough. Oh, bra fra ba fra fanjeste. Oh, bra ba fra. More than enough. Too much. 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 Boat sinking. Net breaking. Oh, bra ba si fre ba kita. More than enough. More than people even going to come. People are going to come and ask, how you do it in this small town? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're going, Mom, they're going to come and inquiring minds are going to inquire. Oh, because it's just unbelievable. So they're going to have to come and see. And then, oh, even when they come, it'll be said, <laughs> the half hasn't even been told in the name, above every name. Lord, a great release. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus that everybody, Lord, that everybody that comes and hooks up to this church supernaturally are debt free in the name of Jesus. Great, 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 great. Yeah, you're going to see a greater flow in that anointing. Oh, yeah, from, you're going to see a greater flow in the anointing. You're going to see a greater flow in the anointing. A greater flow. Oh, yeah, yeah, greater flow. Yeah, one, 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 one will oh, well, have a tongue, the other will interpret. Oh, yeah, great, great. Yeah, everything you touch is blessed. Everything you touch is blessed. Everything you touch is blessed. And I'm telling you, you'll never have another day of life in the name of Jesus. You'll never have another day of life. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. 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 Never the same. A great blessing. Watch and see. Great breakthrough. Financially. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a great breakthrough. Oh, promotion. Promotion. Oh, yeah. Great breakthrough. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. 
Breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. Breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. Breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. Break. Instead of working for the man, oh, the man works for them, Lord Jesus. Instead of working, oh. Yes, in the name of Jesus. I said, I'll tell you, the fire of God's all over you. Yeah, the fire of God's all over you. Yeah, songs in the night. Give her songs, songs of the Spirit, Lord. Jesus' name. Songs of the Spirit, Lord. Songs of the Spirit. Songs of song, 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 Oh, you do have something to say now. Well, I just want to thank you, you for hosting us. It's been a pleasure and um, really enjoyed the morning prayer time. And, um, you know, revival is something that's caught. And it's not something that you can teach to a person, the ways and the flow of the Holy Ghost. And you've seen night after night just the flow. You know, it's just different every night. And you just, you just got to hook up with the Spirit of God. So, you know, when you come and next service that you have and pastor and his wife are up here, you just got to catch hold of that flow. And then you just ride that because it might be a healing flow. It might be a joyful. It might be like a deep work. So you just flow with what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do. He says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. So it's just, it's a wonderful wonderful to know him and to be intimate with him and continue in your prayer life and up your prayer time you know i know three hours was a long time a lot of people don't have an appetite to well they haven't developed their spirit to pray in tongues for three hours now we do like all night prayer meetings and we can pray for hours on hours on hours but you've got to develop that and the Spirit of God is right there with you. So you, you pray in your understanding, and then you pray in the Spirit. Because it's the perfect prayer that's going to the Father. And you're praying out those mysteries. So this week, we were making tremendous supply of the Spirit available. So when you came in the service, that you could hook in, and the Spirit of God could go in where the knife of man couldn't, and start taking things out and start putting things in. So it takes prayer because it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen because we have to, to, to ask because that's been the, the, it seems like that's been the thread through these meetings, to ask. Yeah. We have to ask the Lord. You know, and sometimes we're sick in our body, but we haven't asked the Lord to heal us. And that we just think that we're going to get it just because we, we're, we're, a, we're a Christian. No, you have to contend for every one of those blessings and those promises. And it's through the Spirit. And so if you don't have a prayer language, you need to get one. And allow the Spirit of God to flow through you. When you're on the job and in the morning, always be speaking to yourselves. 
in your heavenly language. It's beautiful. And he's going to take you to different levels. And I just believe through the impartation these few days that the church has come to another level. You know, the pastor called it level up, you know, and that's what we're all about is bringing people up to another level, another level in him, another level in trusting, another level in obeying, another level in praying, seeking, you know, because we all have to be stirred. So just allow that revival spirit that has come in here to continue in you, to take you, even when we come back the next time, whenever that is, that you're even up at a higher level than that because you're contending for it. We're always contending for the supernatural. And so a person that's contending is going to look different than a person that's not. A person that's just existing and comes in and just breathes the air and just, just, goes, they dust their Bible off on a Sunday, and they come to church, but the person that's contending is going to be continually an action that you're going to be doing every day to, to, to allow yourself to stay in that flow, to stay in that anointing, to allow that deep work to keep continue. Because some of you have gone deeper in the spirit than you, than you, some of you never laughed that long or never fell out, like a, the whole family that fell out. You know, they all just joined in and laughed and laughed for hours. That's supernatural when you laugh for hours. It's not something natural that you can make happen. And so know that God wants to, he wants to express himself through each of us because we each have different giftings, different anointings that this body of Christ needs. This church needs you. It needs your gifting. It needs the anointing. It needs what God's put in you for you to stir yourself up and then you to give out and pour out. You know, there's a saying, it says, expression without, let's see, where you're always receiving, you've got to have, let's see, it's where you're receiving, but you don't have any expression leads to depression. So you've got to be pouring out as you're getting you know, because so a lot of you have been getting this week, so you need to pour out and, and share your testimony because we're set free by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And you have a testimony. And guess what's going to happen when you start sharing your testimony? You're going to start reliving what the Spirit of God, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit's going to show up, and he's going to see what's being said, and that presence is just going to fill the room. And it's going to touch the person that you're speaking to. Amen. So we just thank you and just bless you and just just be praying for us as we'll be praying for you and as a congregation that you're going to, you know, reach every, every city, all of the cities, all the vision of this house. It's going to be powerful, and he's going to use each of you to do it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Amen. Have you been blessed this, this week? Yes. Hallelujah. Well, thank you. We sure love you dearly, and we'll see, us, see you next time. Amen? God bless you. Hallelujah.